This is the Press Conference Podcast. This is episode 56, and we're recapping 2023. And I'm here with my brother, my pod brother, Dave. What's going on? Not much, mate. Um, really excited to to kind of see what you've ranked this year. Uh, I think we've been on different paths. We, uh, I reckon we'll be, I think when it all comes down to it, I think we'll... Actually, I'm really—I don't know. I've no fucking idea. It's been a—it's been a weird year. A lot of music's come out, um, and yeah, I actually, don't know where we're at. I think we have taken a bit of different paths. I think I've gotten a bit more poppy, even more so, <laughs> and I think you've gone even more underground. Yeah, you can see how pale I am. I haven't seen sun or touched grass for a little while, so that's how underground I'm feeling right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, our intros suck, but. <laughs> How you been? I mean, I mean, for the listeners at home, it's no uh, surprise. What well, is actually a surprise? Uh, May is being is missing. She actually uh, not feeling too well. Um, so she was meant to be here. She was here last week. She was meant to be here this week, but not feeling too well. So sending our love and prayers to May. Hopefully, you feel better soon. Yep, feel better soon, May. We miss you. We've still got our top five, so we'll uh, we'll we'll do her fast five at the end. With yeah, for albums. sure. Um, what else has been going on? What have you been up to? Oh, not much. Just getting getting into the Christmas rush, you know, get, trying to get through the next two weeks. And, um, yeah. Have you got time off to, over work this year? Uh, working the days in between and then have a, the week off after New Year's. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm working all the way through this year until mid-Jan. I've got a wedding. Uh, but I'll be in Melbourne, uh, which I'm pretty keen for, so... I'm just kind of mindful that I only really have like not even two full weeks in Sydney before I'm down there for two weeks and there's a mm-hmm. lot to do. I'm one of those people that like to make sure the house is spotless. The sheets have been changed, washing's done. So when I come home from a holiday, it's good to go. Uh, yeah. I just don't, I'm try, I'm struggling to find the time to get, get all that done, but uh, before next Thursday night, but yeah, we'll see. I feel that. Looking forward to the charity show on the 23rd. Uh, that's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, Trader Show is going to be great, and I think I'm going to. I think I will go to the um, Thornhill Show um, at Chelsea at the Chelsea Heights Hotel on the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's pretty busy, so keep it there in your back pocket. Yeah, for sure. Um, but today we're here to talk about 2023. What a crazy year! Absolutely not to you. Um, I was. I'm not sure if you saw my comment in the um, in the society. When yeah. you put your post up, um, a ton of music has come out, and I probably have missed some stuff. I actually. Well, how many? What were your numbers? What were your album and EP numbers before we get into it? So I listened to, from what I can tell, like seventy three albums that came out in twenty twenty three. Yep. They've got written down and twenty five EPs. So collectively, I mean, I don't know May's numbers, but we listened to two hundred and twenty two. Albums or EPs in total. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's a lot it's of music. So much music. Um, and I, 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 I didn't look at last year's list, but I think it's more than last year. Yeah. Um, well, I think I think my list as well had a lot more diversity this year than it did last year. I think last year all the stuff I listened to was very much the same kind of realm other than a few outlier pop records. Yeah. Uh, but this year there's a heap of random shit that I kind of fell in love with. So it was a good year. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm still in that, more obviously still in that underground area, but 
it's kind of moved out. I listen to a lot more like a lot of pop punk stuff. Um, getting back into my punk groove and and kind of leaving metalcore in the in the wayside by the looks of it. Yeah, metalcore didn't really get a run for me. Yeah, um, I'm trying to even look at my list. I mean, there's like a handful, <laughs> uh, which is pretty crazy when you think. Oh, yeah, it's 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 actually I think maybe. It's actually nuts, yeah. Uh, Metalcore is not what it used to be to me anymore, I don't think. Yep. I have six out of that 74 albums are Metalcore. Did you go through genre? Yep. I wrote a genre-fied mind. I mean, out of, out of my 30 things that I've picked for our songs, EPs, and albums, I think I, I think maybe like a handful were like traditional Metalcore. Mm-hmm. Not even. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll go through them. We'll, we'll talk about it and uh, find out. I think what was really cool was in the society putting up a, a post and seeing what other people really liked. A lot of diversity this year. I think there's a few ones that will be around the mark for sure, but there's a lot of diversity this year. And I think no matter what music you like, there was something that came out that you probably fell in love with. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And yeah, um, going from seeing your like uh, wrapped and checking out your last FM and stuff, there's yeah. a, a heap of each week something else was something new was on, on top. Yeah. So it was really cool to see. I think as well, like, I mean, we'll talk a little bit about our Spotify and Apple replay numbers as we go through kind of the categories and just to give a bit of color that not necessarily all the things we listened to this year was new music. And I think, to be honest, most of it was older music. Uh, but there are a few things that kind of stood apart. And I think, yeah, it was a good year for music. I actually think it was better than last year. Yeah, <clears throat> I was thinking about that um, the last week. Um, I was going to say this. Later on. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to, I was doing a bit, thinking about a, a hot take, uh, but I'll, I'll leave that for later. Do we um, want to actually, before we get into anything, do we want to talk about what we ranked in our albums and EPs last year when we get there? Or do you want to do it now? I will do it when we get there. All right. All right. I'll hold off. I'll hold off. Because I don't remember mine. <laughs> I've got it up here. Don't worry. I've got it up here. I've got it up here for you. Um, yeah, but I think it's just. at the time. Yeah, cool. I just think looking at the list that we had from last year. Like last year was really heavy, but I think this year has a lot more depth. Yeah. So I think my top five, six last year were like peak. Um, but I think this year, like anything in my my bottom five of a bracket could easily have been in my top five. Yeah. Whereas I think last year was really clear that that probably wasn't the case. Yeah. I think, yeah, the top was really good. And then it dropped off fairly quickly, I feel, where like... There was just banger after banger after banger. I remember the the group chat going like, "This is the best week of music, music ever, yeah, so far." Like, and it was like every fortnight that was happening. Yeah. So when I created my list of music this year, I kind of because what I do is I go through my my Apple iTunes library and just look at what what did I save in what week, and like there were weeks where it was like stacked of shit, <laughs> like so much music. Uh, and I think September especially was a crazy run. I think earlier in the year, in like May, there was a crazy run. Just heaps of good stuff. I can't wait to get stuck into it. Yeah, me too. Um, but before we get into the songs, let's talk about our sleepers. Uh, so things that uh, kind of maybe slipped through the cracks throughout our listening history and something you picked up from yeah. from yesteryear. <clears throat> I mean, I really liked doing this uh, category last year. I think it's probably a bit different for me this year. I probably didn't find as much old, old music. I think in the previous years I had things like worthwhile in there that was like 10 years old this year and things like that. A lot of the stuff I found this year 
that I probably have slept on for a little bit um, was like, I slept on it over the last few years. It wasn't like I slept on it for fucking decade or anything like that. So yeah, I thought this was a bit of a interesting year trying to look back at some of these. Yeah. I feel like what, how would you describe your year in music? I know the, like we've been sharing around those daytime playlists. How would you phrase your, your year oh. in music? Um, how would I f- f- frame my year? Is like mental breakdown um, an appropriate term? <laughs> no, that's that's in. Oh, that's that's just, just a fact. Look, I think um, I would have been like uh, all over the shop. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know the right words to use. Uh, maybe I'll think about it as we go. Do you have one? No, I just thought about it. Then I was just like, "It's a great segment, Dave." Damn. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's good to kind of think about it because I I'm kind of like. The, the angry, sad, shoegaze guy. <laughs> See, I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I've always been a bit like across with when it comes to like hardcore, like melodic hardcore, pop music, house music and things. Like I've always liked that stuff. I think this year was probably the year where all of it came together in a bit of a bigger way. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of comes through in some of the, the, the rankings we'll go through later. Um, but mine would be something like, yeah, sad boy likes to party, but also sit on the couch for hours and not moving. (laughs) You're the dreamer. Yeah. Um, So I think maybe that's somewhere around there somewhere, I think is where I stand. But um, yeah, it was a good year. I mean, but at the end of the day, and I think like looking back at our list last year, we had a lot of similar stuff at the top. And I'm really interested to know where we land this year because we actually haven't spoken about anything like this in weeks. Like usually we're talking about music and what we think and holistic view of the year and stuff like pretty closely. I think a lot of that's changed because I think it's been maybe even two months that we've really spoken about it. Yeah, I think we've just been extremely busy getting our heads down, doing like having more guests on, doing more episodes. It really doesn't give us a lot of time to kind of discuss this stuff during the week. We kind of talk about other stuff, which is fine. Yeah. Um, and I think it really sets this up to be like a bit of a surprise. Yeah. And, and really lets us kind of discover what we've been doing because kind of – like, it's good to talk about other stuff. Yeah, I know. What, what, what else do we normally talk about, Dave? <laughs> what video games we're playing? <laughs> King Kong and Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, um, there's plenty to talk about. But I know we talked about <laughs> a lot of similar bands, not like rating them wise, but yeah. we're definitely still talking about music and a yeah. lot of the same names come up. So do you want to hit me with a few of your sleepers? Okay, so I guess the biggest sleeper for me is Deftones. Um, yeah. Obviously been a band for like best part of 30 years, maybe longer. Late 80s, yeah. I think they started as a band, so like 35 years. Yeah. Never really kind of was aware of them until like a few years ago. I probably have heard some of the songs that were in soundtracks and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, never really piqued my interest because I always thought they were a new metal band. And then mm. um, someone made me a playlist of, few of, the, of a few of the songs and that kind of piqued my interest more. And then I, I decided to put Around the Fur on and yeah. the song Lotion came on and I was like, holy shit, this is yeah. a, a Glassjaw song. Or yeah. Glass, like, 
Like he could have been, could have been, yeah, yeah, could have been. Like it was, it was like this is this is sick, and this isn't new metal. This is just like their own thing. And yeah. So went down the rabbit hole and and really enjoyed what I've been listening to. So there's there's a few different changes. As like there's lots of lots of sexy talk in the <laughs> in their music, which I wasn't really aware. Are of. Are you talking actually just, like lyrically? Yeah. Are they a sexy band? Yeah, Chino oh, is, huh? is talking sex. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they talk about um, the first song off White Pony. I've, I listened to the band's playing of it. All oh, right, I was driving to Geelong last week, and um, yeah, they were they wrote White Pony, and and the label said we need a single, we need a rap, a rap new metal single. So right. he wrote Back to School. He's like. Yep, and they they hate that song. They took yeah. it's not even on the twenty year anniversary release. Right, that's how much they don't like it. But it's an actual cracker of a song. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's really fun to to kind of rediscover them. It really shows that music is actually timeless in most in most I think cases. We talk. I mean, this is a, that's a perfect example. We were only at Good Things a year ago, <clears throat> yeah. and we 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 listened to probably half of the Deftones set. Wait, while we're waiting for Bring Me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I remember at the time being like, okay, I kind of respect what's happening right now, but it wasn't something that really like, I guess, tickled our fancy. Yeah. Um, but a year on, like it works. You know I mean? We, we talk about a lot of bands that we just don't like when it comes out. <clears throat> right. And I mean, yeah. this is um, hopefully no spoilers here. And I'm just going to try and drop some of these albums that I think are going to be up there in people's lists coming into the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Polaris is one right, that I didn't actually give that a go for like three months after it came out, purely because I wasn't in the headspace where I was. I thought I would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and the same thing goes with Deftones and bands like that that have been around for a long time. Um, you just don't listen to them and you don't know, you know, and uh, that's, I think, the amazing thing is that as we grow, your own personal taste changes and bands like this become a band that you love. Yeah. I think for me, the last couple of years is, I've really been um, embracing slowing down. Like oh, music for me used to always have to be fast and and aggressive and and kind of I guess angry and stuff like that. But now I've really started to enjoy slowing down, enjoying the the bass and and all that kind of stuff, and how songs can actually build and yeah. actually build ambience and and set a scene without actually just being fast and heavy i mean we've been taught we talk about things we talk about a lot like i know we've been talking a lot about how people make music and 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 things like that and i think this podcast has been a big reason of that not that we've had complex conversations on by any means like we're very i think we're very surface level with some of the convos we've had with bands and things like that but just like hearing the way they talk about how they approach writing things or what they're trying to get out of a song. Like it's just really opened my eyes up and opened my ears up to how I interpret music and what I listen to when I listen to a song. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So that's my sleeper. The other one would be like Mac Miller and Logic yeah. in the, the hip hop run. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying those and kind of digging deeper into some of the, like the alternate universe of MF Doom or yeah. Caps. And, um, and stuff like that. So it's been really fun. Yeah, cool. Cool. Yeah. So what about you? My biggest one is probably, I mean, it's going to come up throughout the day, so I'm really sorry for everyone. Um, 
and I've probably been a bit annoying when it comes to this this year, I think. Uh, but Fred again, um, I think I've spoken about it through earlier episodes or just in conversations with things passing by, but um, I, I, disco- I, did, I discovered Fred again. I listened to Fred again for the first time <laughs> during the Hottest 100. And I think that, that countdown was ass, right? Like I, I don't enjoy the Hottest 100 anymore, I don't think. I still listen to it because um, it's like just the cultural aspect of it. But um, not often will a song come on that I really fall in love with. Uh, and, and Fred again was one of those songs that came on and I, it felt, it, it sounded familiar cause it would have played at parties and things I've been at. Right. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't something I knew familiar, like I was really familiar with. So I actually downloaded the, the, the albums afterwards and gave them some listens and I just fell in love. I think I remember being on the couch during Australia Day at the start of the year and being like, this guy's incredible. Like he makes house music the way that I love house music. Um, it's a bit deep housey, it's good, but he's got party stuff in there as well, but it's all like emotive, really emotive stuff. Um, and I remember after the hottest 100 countdown, I went on YouTube and typed in for it again. His boiler room set was there. I, I watched that. And I just like kind of partied in my living room. It was sick. <laughs> and uh, I just smashed his stuff out. And it's crazy to think that he's actually been like on, on iTunes and that he's had music out for five years as an next year. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I we were talking before this about like sleep is not being that old. That's actually pretty old. <laughs> like twenty nineteen isn't that long ago. <laughs> so, no. um, he's probably one that I really, I really love this year, and I think it's actually changed my view on a lot of music. To be honest, it's probably made me fall back in love with house music. <clears throat> um, I think I've spoken before about I, I used to go like clubbing a lot and listen to a lot of that music recreationally, and it was just a really good time um, in my life, but. Uh, this has kind of brought me back a bit and I know it's really generic because he's not like <laughs> some, some small artist, like he's pretty big. Um, but yeah, I just really connected with that this year and yeah, he's my number one. Your number one sleeper. Number one sleeper. <clears throat> number one artist on your Apple wrapped or whatever it is. Are we doing that now? <laughs> we should. Yeah, he was my number one. Sleepers. Yeah. Can I just say, um, he was my number one artist this year. Um, he only beat out Taylor Swift by like not even a hundred minutes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I smashed a lot of Fred again this year. Um, are we still in top five? Yeah, let's do our top five. Um, so Fred again was my top. Taylor Swift shortly behind, followed by Trophy Eyes, then Dance Gavin Dance, and then Neck Deep. So pretty the usual suspects up there. Very cool. What was yours? Well, my top five were at number one was Trophy Eyes. Yep. Number two was Fred again. So Ooh, hello. you got me got me onto him as well. So I didn't really click on until um, the album that came out this year came out. Which Secret was Life. Like Secret Life. Um, Secret Life was, was a bit different sp- because it was a bit more ambient. Yeah, very quiet, very ambient. And then I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. Maybe I should listen to the other stuff. And then put um, last year's one on and just absolutely yeah. smashed it. And then yeah. got onto the live stuff from you and, and kind of never looked back. So I'm really enjoying that. And that's kind of, I don't want to say guilty pleasure because they shouldn't really have any, but that's like <laughs> as mainstream as it gets for me. <laughs> I guess. And then, then uh, number three was Logic. So 
Um, yeah, cool. I kind of split off my listening between like offline and 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 Spotify. So Logic and Fred again get a lot of play at work because it's a bit more yeah. um, palatable for for the other people in the office. So you play your music out loud when you're in the office? Yeah, I just have a little Google speaker. I'm yeah. like a little bit away, so I turn it down a little bit. Sometimes I have my headphones yeah. in. And then number four was Descendants, and number five is Thrice. Nice. But my top genre That's was Scrams. My top genre was uh, alternative rock, punk, metal, pop. All together. That's not one genre, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, really good kind of bunch of music that came out. As I said, I was, I was back in the past, so like a lot of Thrice, Descendants, Deftones. Yep. I um yeah cool I had a few other sleepers but I'm going to talk about them soon anyway at one point or another so let's just hold off on that (laughs) yep sounds good so do you want to talk about some of the songs that uh that kind of came out this year yes yes I do well before we get into that do we want to talk about our top five songs for the year okay yeah because I think like it's interesting to know like you know some of these songs that are at the top might not be our favorite songs necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can kind of, I guess, talk through some of that. Yep. All right. So my, t- my top five is pretty much um, Trophy Eyes, <laughs> <laughs> Suicide and Sunshine. So it's uh, Blue Eyed Boy by Trophy Eyes, Anthem by Koyo, yeah. People Like You by Trophy Eyes, then Sydney by Trophy Eyes, and then What Hurts the Most. So Sydney's an interesting one. Hmm? You go on. Go on, you go, Uh, Sydney. (laughs) Sydney always came on on Spotify radio after I finished an album, so that's why it's on top. And it goes for a minute, so I'd be like working away. Oh, was that your five to number one? That was five to number one. Right. So Sydney just played a lot after... um, Maybe your Spotify's trying to tell you and everyone else to come to fucking Sydney. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it the more you tell me, the less I'll do it. Well, joke's on you, Dave. You're coming. Why? Because you oh, told yeah, me you're coming. coming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on my way. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, my top five songs of the year was number five, Bring Me the Horizon, Lost. Okay, yep. Followed by number four, What Hurts the Most by Trophy Eyes. Mm-hmm. Followed by number three, Vacant by The Boys in Saving Face. Uh, number two, Blue Eyed Boy by Trophy Eyes. And number one, Bound to Your Whispers by Bloom. Ooh. I smashed that bad boy. Yeah. That's a cracking track. That's a good top five. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Um, some of my favorite music of the year. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. I kind of wish mine was a bit more spread. I know I'm try- like, obviously don't try and curate my listening for my yeah. rap. But it would have been nice to see because I did listen to a large volume of, of music. Yeah. Um, it kind of shows what I've been listening to the most, which is what it's supposed to do. But there yeah. was a bit more range in there. I think it's hard. Like we talk, we're album people, right? Like you're not really a playlist person. So I think it's really hard to get a top five that's probably more realistic. I listen to an album and I might have, th- I have, th- I have songs in my top 20 or top 15 or even my, like t- this is a crazy thing, right? Out of my top 100 songs, Taylor Swift was my number two artist. I had zero Taylor Swift songs in my top 100 songs. 
So I listen to a lot of Taylor Swift, but I listen to everything across the albums. It's not like I had one album that I played on repeat. Whereas Suicide and Sunshines, uh, the Saving Face EP, the Lost single, the Bloom single, like they're things that I'll just listen to that because it's one album on in my library. Yeah. Um, so how do yeah. you do it? Do you just put them on repeat or do you have like, does it jump to another track? Because um, my biggest thing when singles come out, I'll listen to it a couple of times, but then I won't go back because I'm always having to pick up my phone. Yeah. Then fix it up once it's finished playing. I like it when it's like, like an EP or album yeah. size amount of songs. So um, I'll usually get a bit of a cue going when I'm listening to music. And so generally what I like to do, I'll usually have five singles that I'll play. So I'll go through my, my library and just load up five five singles and then have an album play or an EP play. Um, sometimes if I'm at home or in the car or somewhere where I'm focusing on the music, um, where I'm not like working or anything, I will often repeat a song. So I'll listen to the Bloom song and be like, fuck, that was good. Let's load it up again. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Bring Me will come on and I'll be like, let's play that again because that song just slaps. And so all of a sudden I create a playlist or a little run of like 15 songs, but I'll listen to the top five like five times each because I just get a bit obsessed. <laughs> and I'm like, that song, I just need to listen to it again. Um, but yeah, it depends really. Like I tra- I'm trying to get it. Uh, next year, one of my things is I want to try and get into playlisting a little bit. Mm-hmm just so I can actually start curating moods and things because I sometimes really struggle to find something. So I think if I'm in the right headspace and I create a playlist for a moment where I might be feeling this way, um, just like I do with film and TV, I know if I'm in a mood, I'm, I'm watching something or I'm, listening, or I'm watching a TV show. Uh, but for music, I haven't quite mastered that yet. So I want to create some playlists. So if I'm feeling like I want to like, be really happy <laughs> i am really happy i'll listen to something that's going to amp that up if i'm feeling sorry for myself i'll have something ready for that so yeah it's a really interesting angle because people actually like some people are really good at that naturally yeah it's not a skill of mine either so i had trouble trying to add a song to a playlist every day this year so oh mate like <laughs> yeah i've no idea it's hard <laughs> yeah so, um, do you want to <coughs> kick off with the song you want to talk about? Yeah, let's talk about. A f- let's talk about. Um, I'm gonna try and like group some of these together because I know we don't have all the time in the world. Um, yep. <laughs> but I'm gonna try and like try and power through a few of these and just songs that I really love that came out this year. And one that I really want to talk about um, was more of a, a collection of songs. But I think Neck Deep have had a really strong year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Heartbreak of the Century is a song I want to talk about holistically because I think that is nearly the best song out of the single run or the, or the singles they've released in preparation for this album next month or in two months time. Yeah. Um, but I just think their year has been really solid. Um, you know, they did shut the fuck up and try to do that independent thing for a hot minute, ended up signing back to hopeless, which is really great for them. Um, got these singles coming out. The album's been announced. They toured. Like, I think it's just been a really strong year and I think all these songs are really good. And it kind of like goes back to, I really like Sunderland. Um, and all distortions are, are intentional, like that whole era of Nick Deep. Um, but I think this just balances everything I like about the band. Over all their three big albums, Life's Not Out to Get You, The Peace and the Panic, and All Distortions, I feel like these songs just balance all that really well. And I loved Heartbreak of the Century. Like, just great, great track. Yeah, I'm with you. I think all four of the tracks they released are really good. Um, Heartbreak of the Century is really good. Um and yeah, I th- really think 
after talking to the boys at Cordiform, I actually um, put all distortions on and yeah, boy. completely agree. It's like the song's really good. They're just like not dynamic at all and they're back to form here. I know it's not yeah. probably not them, but we, we talked about albums and stuff that seem like sound qui- squished yeah. and like compressed. Um, these songs are like dynamic. You've got punchy bass. It's all, they sound really, really good as well, as yeah. well as the song <clears throat> being good. They're catchy. Yeah. They're, they're just really great. I think as well, and I don't want to harp too long on about on about it because we will talk about Nick Deep a lot next year, I'm sure, <laughs> when their record comes out and things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think every band has a record that they try something new. You know, they'd never written yeah. a concept album. I don't know what that process was like. I knew for the peace and the panic, and that's my favorite. We've spoken about that, but there's doc, they've, they've interviewed and spoken about how for that record, that was their most fun to write because they all went away wrote their own parts and came together and actually just jammed out and figured out how it would work. Whereas yeah. I think other records have written it a bit differently. I don't know what they did for ADAI, but um, I think for this one, it's just worked, whatever they've done. So new lineup as well. Like there's just a lot happening. So mm-hmm. yeah. What do you got? Yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about another band that's been pretty active. We spoke about them last week. Mm. Um, I want to talk about Casey. Oh, very good. So, touring next year, album coming out. So, they've got three singles out in roaming around. How have you felt about them so far? They have progressively grown on me more and more. Yeah. If you had to pick one out of the three, which one would you pick? Do I have to do that now? Well, no. You don't. I'm with you though, um, because like we we both love Casey. Yeah. I love um, the first album. It's the name escapes me right now. What love is not um, enough, or the EP love is not enough? That? Yeah, love is not enough. The a best, bit more, um, like more screamy, all that stuff. more yeah. screamy boy, <laughs> more screamy. Um, this is more like proggy. A oh. bit more proggy, and bit more, yeah, a bit more, bit more traditional post hardcore even. Yeah, which is yeah, put a blanket on it, but they're such clever songwriters and stuff. It's yeah, it's grown on me as well because I was hoping for like that sad punch in the face, but obviously been a bit of a, a break for them. Yeah, I can't be sad forever, but yeah, let me prove them wrong. Excited. Let me cook. <laughs> <laughs> it's not healthy to be. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, I'm just going to actually come out with a bit of a spicy take early and I'm really sorry to do this to the people listening. I actually haven't put any Neck Deep or Casey songs in my top songs of the year. Okay. I really struggled to get my top 10 and things I wanted to talk to. And I just thought that we'll talk about it anyway. And next year they're going to get a heap of my fucking love (laughs) because those bastards have said, Hey, we're going to release and bloom. We're going to release an album, Neck Deep, Bloom, and um, Casey, all within a month. <laughs> so uh, they're going to get a lot of listens next year, and we're going to talk about them in depth. So I didn't actually rank them. Controversial take, but... Okay. Very, very right field. Very right Phil, even. Right Phil. <laughs> um, <laughs> another band I want to talk about, um, which kind of just got announced recently, is... One that's kind of close to my heart from back when I was a young pup, 
is anti-skeptic. Right. Did you listen to any of these songs? No. Sorry. Sorry, Parky. Oh, yeah. You, are you, oh, you would have been. I've, I have said, sorry, I have listened to them before. Yeah. I haven't listened to the new songs, but I have saved them to give them a listen. Um, I'm just not in the right headspace for that right now, like that kind of music. And I don't want to listen to it. And like I said, with the Polaris thing, not enjoy it because I feel like it's something that is up my alley. Yeah. Well, it's like straight up uh, pop punk on the harder side of things. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. The three singles are really good. I like Young Hearts the most. Um, pre-ordered the album through AVC and I was really sad that I missed, missed the um, Memoirs of a Common Man pre-orders or reissue press yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, so there's a sneaky sneaky hint that that may be coming in the future as well. So nice. I'm keen to get my hands on that because I absolutely smashed that back in high school. It was yeah. like one of my go-tos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those three songs are really cool. I'm keen as to get the um, the record next year. Yeah, sweet. It's so that. cool to see a band like that working with ABC or a local local label rather than going through a big. I dog. think it's so cool. I mean, just go like just credit to the um, Anti Vinyl Vinyl Club boys. Um, they just love music, right? And I think yeah. you just put yourself in situations where bands like this will reach out, right? Like they've always put the bands first and all these kind of stuff. And then when this opportunity came up, they obviously took it. It's just great to see. And especially the care they take into like, as they've gotten bigger and started pressing more and more stuff, like what this, the art book that they're doing with this, like the artwork mm-hmm. in general, the gatefold jacket, like I think it's, it's really easy to take that for granted when we yeah. are buying all the, all these bands are doing all this cool stuff. But when it comes out of your own backyard in Australia, that happening is really cool. Um, and I don't think it can be understated, understated enough. Overstated enough? Fuck me, I want some bullshit. I want some bullshit tonight. But yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, a track I'm going to talk about now um, is was also one of my sleepers, but OMG by New Jeans. Um, so one of my sleepers where I finally got, embraced K-pop. <clears throat> Um, as Dave looks at me with disgust <laughs> through the screen. <laughs> no, you, you try to impart K-pop onto all of us. Well, actually, I will say Nick has done a fantastic job at balancing his ability to push and and not push when it's not when it's when he's reading the room. And quietly, like Nick sent me a bunch of K-pop stuff um, throughout the year. And it just, I don't know when it happened. I think it was at the end gig. And we all know that Brandon from End and Counterparts loves K-pop. And he they only play K-pop exclusively in between songs. And I just found myself being like, why don't I listen to this? I love pop music. This is right up my alley. Um, I knew he loved, uh, he had a new jeans top on that night. Went home, listened to all their music. And I was like, yeah, this is it. So that track was just awesome. Uh, I can see the hype behind K-pop. So good. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the song you told me to listen to, and uh, I got like forty-five seconds in. Dave, that's good, man. Congrats. I try. I try. Yeah, that's good. All right. So um, another song I want to talk about is from our friends, Finding Better Health. Finally, I didn't know which one to pick for this as my favorite track. Yeah. But they released like some bangers this year. 
They only released one song this year, didn't they? No, I'm pretty sure Calypso came out this year. Oh, yeah, Calypso. Oh, I picked uh, Pauper's Grave. Me too. A really good, understated, kind of <clears throat> raw, slower song, but very technical. They're, they're just, they're, they're still, and I will say this, they're, they're still my favorite band in Sydney. Um, I, I can't, I just don't understand. Like, they're just that good. Uh, and this track, and both tracks actually, but this track in particular uh, just does it a lot, does a lot for me. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. We need some merch. We need some more songs, fellas. So if you're listening. Oh, they're on it. I guarantee you. Uh, they, they're, they're working. I think talking to them this year was also one of my favorite things this year. I think it was like last year when we spoke about them on our interview review last year. Yep. That's kind of started the convo between us, right? Where they, they, they saw that and then we started talking. We finally got them on. One of my favorite chats of the year. Like they're just, they're just the best and they're clearly working on, on things. They've got stuff ready to go. Um, so hopefully they start doing stuff. Yep, absolutely. What have you got next? Ooh, what am I going to pick? Um, fuck, this is hard. Uh, so another one I'm going to pick is, I mean, it would be, Remiss if I didn't talk about Fred again. Mm-hmm. More in particular, the three singles he's released as of late. So Adore You, 10, uh, and Leave Me Alone that came out only like last week. Yep. Especially the first two. Obviously, they're for a bit of a di- different project, but they are like, he just, he don't miss. <laughs> Absolutely does not miss. Um, like I said, there's just something special around music making you feel things. Um, and I know like, I've got a lot of friends that like trance music and people always like talk about trance and it's all about just like fucking getting cooked and big lights and like crazy stuff. But there's a lot of emotion behind like trance, especially vocal trance. And I'm not saying Fred again sits in that realm, but I know that there is a lot of emotion behind house music. And I think Fred again just gets the best parts of it, to be honest. And it just relates to me, obviously you, obviously people all around the world because he's massive, but yeah, these tracks are just great. Yeah, they are. I smashed all three of them. Oh, two of them. I wasn't really sure how I feel about um, Leave Me Alone. Yeah, it's a bit more It's a bit more like drum and bass, and I don't think yeah, that's quite your thing. It's bit, <laughs> no, it's a bit harder. <laughs> Have you noticed that with all of his like work, he, he like all the images and stuff he uses in artwork, it, it, it all links up. So all the ones that are black and white like that, they're like more his clubby stuff, and then he has his, uh, his record stuff and his like different his um, actual life and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool, and I just love how he gets his friends on to like. Oh, it's the dream. His friends do the voice clips and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the samples. Um, let's talk about Bloom, should we? Yeah, let's do it. What a year Bloom have had, mind you. Absolutely, like for, for them releasing three songs. I think just the two, two wasn't songs? it? Just the two. Yeah. Just the two songs this year, Smash touring out. First international, album. first international show. Yep, first international um, show with While She Sleeps over festival in Festival of Good Things. They're just doing the right things. I think um, holding off on the on the record was a good idea. Oh, it's going to pan out well, I think, for them. Yeah, hitting hitting um, hard early next year gives yeah. them a really big chance to kind of capitalize on that. And, yeah. and head overseas. I think they're going to be 
they think it's going to be pretty big in the the US market. I feel. Oh, that's right. They signed that deal with um, Sharp Tone. Sharp Tone. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. Cold hit two million this year. Yeah. Uh, streams. Um, past tense made five years. Like they've just done it well. Um, like they've obviously been sitting on the record for a hot minute, and they've just they've just done all the right things. They've toured hard. They've just done all the right things. Uh, and that album's going to be real special next year. But both of these tracks, I mean, you heard the maybe, uh, no, maybe not. Uh, fuck, what's it called? Um, Bounty Whisper was my top listen to song last year. I actually think maybe In Another Life is better and maybe their best song that they've actually mm-hmm. physically released. Um, I think their best song isn't released yet and I can't wait to hear the album to, to hear this track that they played like what, a year, over a year ago now um, at a gig. But um, yeah, fuck, what a year. Bloom are the best. Bloom are so good. Really love those guys. So, yeah. I am going to talk about another local band that I think released one of the best songs of the year. Mm-hmm. That is Agony by Keepsake. Now, now, they had the Bonk track, which uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's not bad. But Better Agony, life. Agony is that shit, man. That is shit is so good. Um, it's got everything. And, and and Josh is an amazing vocalist and that was the first track they released with him and he just yep. absolutely fucking snaps. Um, the whole track's just p- brilliant. Great track. One of my favorites yep. of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, stuffed up. I thought Stargazing came out this year, but it did not. So Can I just say Stargazing though might be the, the best song there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I wasn't a fan of Bonk when it first came out and then we saw it live. Yeah, and it just hits differently. Um, Agony is a sick track. There, yeah. um, going to be someone to watch. I think absolutely. Just got that energy. They've got a show. Is it this weekend at the Bendigo Hotel with uh, Lakeview? Oh, yeah. If you're in Melbourne, go to that show. Do it. What's next? Okay, so let's talk about the story so far. Let's go. The big blind. Big, big blind. Big band. <laughs> Should we pair that with um, the song that No Pressure bought out as well? Seems what, you mean Say What You Mean by The Story So Far 2.0? The... All you fucking haters that don't want to say you like The Story So Far but listen to No Pressure? I think it's um, No Story No Far. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, let's talk about it. Uh, what do you? So, what do you think of these songs? I didn't like. I thought Big Blind was flat as when I first listened to it, and then like I stuck around with it, and it's like it's supposed to be a little bit flat <laughs> because the vocals are just, like telling totally along yeah. for a while. Um, but yeah, uh, it's catchy as fuck. Yeah, like I've just been seeing it all the time, and just making puns about it in the chat. And, <laughs> Big but blind. Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, the No Pressure track um, was really good. They kind of just, it just kind of popped up on on streaming, which is kind of cool. They don't really have socials for No Pressure. But um, yeah, popped up. First half is like a hardcore song. The second half is like a story story so far song, song, which is just fine. Yeah. It's good fun. Yeah, I mean, Parker Cannon, we spoke about it last week, but he's the fucking man. He might be a bit cancelled, but makes great fucking music. 
I actually don't think he's cancelled. No, he's not cancelled. No, people he tried. that girl off stage once. And, you know what? It's happened like four times since. I'll tell you what, there could be a baby on stage and I'd fucking get pissed off if that guy was up there for too long. So, yeah. you know what? Don't hang out no, on stage. Yeah, no job. <laughs> Anyways, this isn't a political podcast. Let's move it on. Let's move along. <laughs> I'm going to pick the only time I can talk about this person because they didn't technically release an album this year. But my girl Taylor Swift, she released a song, You're Losing Me, that technically only came out like two weeks ago or a week ago. Um, but it had been around the internet for about a year. It came out like as a vault track from Midnight's. It wasn't on any album. There was leaked audio that ended up on things. But um, So it's technically not, I guess, a 2023 song, but fuck it. It came out officially this year, so I'm calling it. And I just love Taylor Swift. Can't wait for Feb next year. I'm dyeing my hair pink and blue. I'm going for all out. And that means, okay. Dave, when we do New Bloom Fest, it's going to be new pink and blue hair fest for, for Phil. Okay. I'll have my blonde tips then too. <laughs> Sorry. That's, I just had to, I had to talk about Taylor Swift at least once in this pod. Yep. Um, so I wanted to, I don't know if you've listened to these songs, Phil, but um, Logic released a couple of singles. Mm. And they were just... Um, very similar to the, I've lost my train of thought, the Fred again kind of aesthetic where he's just holding some photos in front of his face. So he brought out um, Noel and, and figure it out. Where were these released? Pardon? Where were these released? This year. What are they called? Noel and figure it out. Nice. Two really cool tracks. Um, as I said, I've been listening to them. There's also Dare, which is a, a like collaboration with a rapper called JRB. I do not know anything about him. <laughs> uh, that was a pretty good song too. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of fun kind of checking that stuff out. It's more... I think you'd like those ones, Phil. They're a bit, um, bit more chilled out, jazzy. Yeah. Yeah, I just actually I just see them here now. Yeah, I'll um I'll download them. I think like we've spoken a bit about Logic because I'm I'm a decent Logic fan. Probably not yeah. as much as the new stuff or the early early stuff. I think mm-hmm. the middle stuff for me, like I like I listened to all his music up until what's that record he did with the red cover, uh, Supermarket, which was more like a soundtrack in like 2019 or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty much before COVID, I listened to him a lot. Yeah. Um. I really like his like young Sinatra stuff. That's probably my favorite. I think he's got the best bars on that. And the hip hop feels a bit more traditional. Whereas mm-hmm. I think the other stuff's probably more up your alley. Um, but yeah, no, I did actually listen to Vinyl Days last year. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. So I, I should probably dive in and, and give some give some more time. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, there's so many songs to talk about. Yep. <coughs> so do you want to pick one more? One each? more. Let's pick two more each. Two more each. Because I've got, I've got things I want to say about too. Okay. Well, you, you hit them. and I'll I'm going to hit the first one because you might bring up the other one. So I'm being a bit cheeky okay. here. But I want to talk about The Ghost of Billy Royalton by Dance Gavin Dance. Oh, yes. This is, to me, what Summertime Gladness and Pussy Vultures are of the new era of um, Dance Gavin Dance, where they've released a single in between. Um, some of my favorite songs. Like, I think Summertime Gladness and Pussy Vultures came out in like... What year did that come out? Sorry, I'm just fucking looking it up. Summertime Gladness came out in 2017. So, yeah, a while ago. 
this song came out and they released it right before a tour and said, fuck it. We're just, we practice it. We liked it. We want to release it. It's pretty much a song about Tim and it's just absolutely gut wrenching, but it's also so beautiful. Every single vocalist in the band um, has something really good to add. Instrumentally, it's brilliant. I think their best song they've released in a long time, more than Jackpot Juicer. Just a great song. I had to call it out. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to it. It was pretty good. But yeah, what do you yeah. got? All right, so we'll talk about Alira next. Yes. Which one though? Well, they're one track. I'm yeah, it's one, it's one, one big fucking track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we will never know why flowers grow through the cracks in the pavement. Um, Brilliant. Absolutely, yeah, spectacular songs. Song. We um we love Alira. We spoke about it last week, and I'm still sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but how good were these tracks? So good, and I was yeah, so happy to see him live too in that last show. Um, the seven inch sounds great. Yeah, as well the awesome packaging. It just I think as well, Alira were our first band that came on this podcast, and it was right before, right for this single really. That's why they came on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we heard the track, and then we we did a reaction pod, and it was just a really good time of the pod, I think, before we kind of took a bit of a break, and then we came back for year two. Yeah. Um, yeah, these songs just have a really special place in my heart. I think just the the early 2000s, like Screamo with post-hardcore elements and just like hardcore elements. It's just got everything this track or these tracks or this track had to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a pod without us bringing out Belira, I don't think. Nope. Uh, one more I'm going to bring up. Look, there were so many songs, but the last one I'm actually going to bring up and talk about is a song I think we both really liked. And like I said, a lot of my songs I've put in here aren't from albums. But this one was from an album. Um, and it's, I think it's just that special of a song that I had to bring it up. Anthem Part 3 by uh, Blink-182. That was on my list too. I had to bring it up. Like we had to talk Absolutely. about it at, at length, I think, because um, we did the Blink pod. When did we do that? Was that this year? Year one. Yeah. Fuck, was it that long ago? Yeah. And we spoke about how much we loved Anthem Part 2. <laughs> um, yeah. And so when I saw the track list, I was like, there's no fucking way. And then hearing those guitars for the first time, I got emotional, man. Like that the drum, was, just yeah. the drums at the start will give me goosebumps. Like I, 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 I mean, I listen to a lot of music and I really feel a lot, like, as you know, I'm an emotional person, but there aren't many songs that just instantly have made me feel like this made me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one this year was probably Sean by Trophy Eyes. Like from the outset, I knew what was coming and that cut me deep. This song in particular, for a very different reason, just took me back. Had yeah, to me there. too. Had to be there. Um, I haven't even checked set list. I hope they play because, like, Feb's coming up quick. I can't say so when we bought those tickets. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. Yeah, it's so good. There's only yeah, there's only a couple of songs that have actually done that to me. Like when yeah. I've listened to them for the first time. Yeah. Any more you want to talk about? No. I think that's pretty much it. Um, There's some in my 10 that I haven't, we haven't spoken about, but fuck it. Same. You don't want to hear us talk about them. <laughs> I'm going to talk about a couple later and yeah. So should we do our 10 to six and then each, and then we'll do five to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your, what's your 10 to six? My 10 to six is Fred again, adore you. Yep. 
Spiritual cramp. Can cramp, I borrow your cramp, water? Cramp. cramp. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you can clip that for later. Yep. Um, num- uh, number eight is Nuvo Lascura with Myriad. Yep. Uh, Casey, Puncture Wounds to Heaven. Oh, you know what, man? That's my favorite song too. Remember when it came out and we were like, fuck, it feels like there's a part oh, two. Now I'm just yep. like, oh, bro, like put that song on. <laughs> yeah, stick it into my veins. Yeah. Um, and then my number six is Fury by, uh, Fury song V, V-I-E. Yeah. It's a tribute song to their friend who died from, died of cancer. Yeah, nice. Yep, so um, that's my bottom five. My bottom five. May, this one's for you. We Didn't Start the Fire uh, by Fallout Boy. I, did, I know we didn't talk about it, but that song just has a hold on me. The fact that they summed up all those years between the last song, chef's kiss. Uh, Never Mind by Between You and Me, uh, big one this year. Uh, Anthem Part 3 by Blink, mm-hmm. got the call up as my yep. uh, seventh. Number six, no, seven? Eight was Blink. Seven was Alira. We will never know why flowers grow through the cracks in the pavement. So wow. that, was, that got a late call. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about some of the other tracks, but we'll get there. And number six was Oh My God by New Jeans. Okay. Yeah. Surprising. Remember, we're surprising each other. This is good. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, we're like, yep, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'm going to go through my five to one. Yep. So at number five, I've got Take Me With You. Right. Yeah, is that your favorite track of that of those four? Yeah, I just it's stuck in my head. Like I, I love um, "Heartbreak of the Century," but yeah. I just like this one a little bit. Better. So fun. Yeah, it it just reminds me of Blink. And I tell you what, when they played that song at their show, it had just come out not too earlier, not too long before that, and it went off like everyone went crazy for it. So that's 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 a heater for sure. And then uh, number four is maybe in another life by Bloom. Nice. Number three is uh, Alira. We will never know why flowers grow through the cracks in the pavement. Yep. Number two is Belle o- Ope- Opoque. Opaque. I don't yep. know how to say it. It's like a French word by Millspec. Yep. You may remember that Yeah, I remember song. you hit me up. Yeah, it's got really yeah. cool artwork. Yeah, I remember. Um, the song is actually a poem that's read over the top of like slow music. It's really yep. cool. Um, it's just really different. I kind of like when like hardcore bands or heavy bands kind of do that stuff. Yeah. And my number one song of the year is Transparency by Initiate. Ooh, that's a closer too, right? Yes. Yeah, banger. Um, I, there's just something about this song is like the whole reason why I love that band like the, i love the album so much yeah but this song was like yeah this band's got it yeah and sign it up for me yep they love it uh so my five this is good because we get some crossover here and this is where we listen to all this music but when it comes down to it we're the same you and i dave <laughs> as much as you don't want to hear that <laughs> <laughs> my number five is pauper's grave by finding better health good shot uh my fourth is Adore You by Fred again. Mm-hmm. Number three, The Ghost of Billy Royalton by Dance Gavin Dance. Number two, Maybe in Another Life by Bloom. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And number one is Lost by Bring Me the Horizon. 
maybe their best song in like seven years. Whoa. <clears throat> I think it could be the best thing since That's a Spirit. Is that the one with Palumbo on it? No, nah, that's the um, that's Amen, oh. which was also a banger. Yeah, Lost is the the like the post hardcore one, isn't it? Well, it's kind of even more more synthy. It's got like the yeah. in the the music video is him like getting a lobotomy. It's sick. Yeah, I love banger. That. Those Can't wait for really that. Good. I should oh. I should have eaten. Ordered that album when it was twenty dollars on pre-order. Don't worry, I think I got like five copies, Dave. So if you want one, <laughs> eventually. Um, I know we didn't talk about this, but that, I'm really happy with that. In between segments, can we just play a little bit of uh, Casey? Yeah, of course. Just give the people what they want. It's a fucking banger. Yep. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. All right. <laughs> we'll play a little clip and we'll come back with the uh, the EPs and albums. Let's go. How good is that track? Such a great track. I'm so glad we put that clip in there. So glad they're back. It's just so good. January cannot come quick enough. Uh, January's going to just come off to a bang straight off the bat. Like, really, January's going to be fucking nuts. Yeah. I'm just glad they're... What is this? When's the tour? It's a little bit after that. It's in June. Yeah. So we get I, I, was, I, mean, I know we'll talk about it next week, but I've built, I started building out my gig list for 2024. I've already got 17 gigs on that bad boy. Oh, wow. I haven't even started. And I'm like, I need to start organizing my time. Mm. Crazy. April, March, April, Feb, every, yeah, it's just crazy. Anyways, yeah, that's next week episode. <laughs> um, we're talking about EPs. <laughs> All right. Have you got an EP you want to kick it off with? I just want to say how great of a year has it been for EPs? It's been really good. And I'm sure I've missed some. Or they're just not in my in my radar. But um, you just said you had forty four. I listened to forty four EPs this year. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, there's just so many different, and I think because this is when I talk about, I listen to a lot of different music. I have a lot of different music here. Um, like I have a lot of house stuff. I have a lot of like you know, fucking like jazz synth ambient stuff. Like heaps of stuff, really. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good year for uh, for EPs and short format releases. Yep, a lot of mine are Australian too, um, which is Ooh, that's a good nugget. Right. How many am I Australian? Oh, I've only got two international EPs here. Oh wow! In my top in my top records that are in my top EPs, I have four, five, half, yeah. half. Crazy, actually. I didn't even think about it that way. There's a lot of locals, locals here. Yeah. Locals do it good. Yeah. Grassroots. I think EP is a good, a good place for a band that's up and coming. If you can yeah. if you can get a good EP out, then it's a good kickstart. And I think looking at the EPs that we had last year, and I can't imagine last year's list was as long because I'm looking at my list and not that I struggled to pick my EPs last year, but mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of 
Well, last year was actually pretty good. But I feel like there were a few, like I said, really that I liked. But this year, my top five could have been number one. My top six, mm-hmm. maybe seven. My top seven could have been number one nearly. No, nah, maybe top yeah. six. I like all mine fairly equally, I think. Yeah. So do you want to so get... Should we, cool. should we go through our top EPs? We're just going to go straight year. to the top. Oh, last year. Top. Yeah, do you want me to read them yes. out? Or do you got yours open? Yeah, I've got mine open. So I'll, do you want to go through 10 or just top five? Just top five. So my top five last year was... Uh, where's my thing? Was Revoid with Sleepless Still. Um, still Slaps. Saw them a few times this year. They're great. 10 Digits Away by Koyo. Still Slaps. I still think some of their best music. The Sound of What Went Wrong by Waxflower. A1. Uh, Flake on the Future by Pile of Love. Not to mention new track coming out in the next like little bit. Can't wait. Four days. Um, and then Hello Sun by Be Well. Nick, that's, this one's for you, baby. <laughs> yes. He got it in. He did yeah. <laughs> what was your top five? My top five was <clears throat> 10, digits, 10 Digits Away by Koyo. Yeah. Uh, Flake on the Future by Pile of Love. Great Death, New Low. Yep. Nervous Light, uh, Bury What's Left of My Heart in Your Backyard. Hopefully there's some new stuff coming out from them. I was thinking mm-hmm. about them the other day. And uh, Be Well, Hello Sun. So Nick Bang times on. two. Like I said, and this year it's I, – I, I don't think – actually, no, this year I think EPs were going to be a lot closer on yeah. than albums. But uh, do you hit us with an EP that you want to talk about. All right, so the first EP I want to talk about is – oh, I thought you were going to go first. Oh, I can go first. I've got, oh. Better Lovers. Better God Lovers. An animal. That did come out this year. Yes, it did. Um, fucking how good. I wasn't sure when I first listened to it. Like most things are like every time I die <laughs> adjacent. Yeah. Um. But I've been in the mood for a little bit more lately and it's so good, so heavy. And the way the, the scenes kind of just picked them up off the ground, basically, and just kind of, they just carried on with their, yeah. Every Time I Die, Reputation is really cool to see. I actually like this more than I think the last two or three, maybe last two Every Time I Die records. Yeah. 30 Under 13, I can't believe I didn't bring it up in the last list. It still probably wouldn't beat any of the songs I put. Uh, but that track was fucking so good. I listened to that so many times. Yeah. Comes out with a bang. Um, yeah, just a really good AP. Yeah, no, that's a great one. Did you end up picking up a physical for that? Not yet. Ah, cool. I think some popped up on Merch Warfare, so I may need to grab something. Yeah, very good. There's just a lot coming out at the moment. Oh, so much coming out at the moment. It's been crazy. Um, just wait for Boxing Day. There'll be sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do, and it's really hard. <laughs> uh, what's one that I want to talk about? I'm just going to go to um, a heavy hitter from the start of the year. Uh, the ones up, probably one record EP that I've probably listened to nearly the most. Um, all I Loved, I Loved Alone. Is that what it's called? Did I call it right? By who? And All I Loved, I Loved Alone by Heaven's Gate. Oh, Yeah. Now, this was one that um, I think, I don't know when, when I got onto it, but I remember I spoke about it a fucking lot um, to you. You probably heard me talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I love that metallic. Like, we, we talk about metalcore, but I just love that dirty, filthy, metallic metalcore kind of sound. Yeah, It's almost more like hardcore. It's almost more like... 
It's it's like thrash metalcore. It's like thrash metalcore with hardcore and fucking. But this record's got that. But then it's got like your ambience and oh, it just makes me want to like fucking run through a wall. Um, <laughs> it's just really good. And, and they're finally touring to they're finally touring Sydney in Jan uh, with um, the Gloom in the Corner, which I'm really excited about because I actually haven't seen them live other than Good Things. Yeah. So I'm really keen for that show, but really keen just to see Heaven's Gate. Like they, that is an EP and it came out so early in the year. It came out in January, 12th of Jan. Yeah. Just saying uh, something about that date. List, so I must have missed that. Just saying something about that date. That's when Casey comes out, baby. <laughs> Watch him cook. <laughs> yeah. Um, Heaven's Gate was sick. That was like, I know we've kind of, I'm stepping away from Metal Call. Like a few of the, yeah, the EPs on my list of Metal Call, but then, some of them are kind of that 2000s range yeah. of um, metalcore. So uh, Heaven's Gate also brought out that new track, Violent Joy. Violent as well. Joy. Yeah, good track. Yeah. So um, I think what, keen to see Jin, what they do next. Ginsick or Ginsick, however you want to say it. That could have been like that song is filthy good. Go listen to it. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so. Moving on from that, we'll keep it in Australia. Um, I want to talk about Cherish's project XOXO. Yeah, this is this is good. I had to include it this year because I completely forgot about their one last year. So, yeah, and that was um, that was also a sick release. But I picked that up. That was on Life Lair Regrets. Comes with a sick zine. Uh, just love what they're doing aesthetically yeah. wise and and doing good stuff in the scene. <clears throat> Yeah, they're good. I really am still itching to see them live. Mm-hmm. And they play a heap of cool shows. Like, they're probably one of those bands that, although they're like a hardcore band, they play fucking everything. Yep. Um, they just don't say no. Why, why would you? Like, I love it. I'm going to go through a bit of a dual release. Like, we talked about Nick Deep and Casey. I'm talking about Too Slow um, yes. in this joint. Now, they released two EPs this year. One only came out last week and it is like elite. Um, yeah. Obviously a slowly, slowly side project. They obviously just write so much music that they just need to get it out. They've released more songs from this project than they have in slowly in the last two years, three years. <laughs> um, I think it's 12 well, songs. Chain came out last year. Yeah. But 12 songs versus two, 10, I think in Daisy Chain. Yeah. I get I that right. They, I kind of wish they just kind of held on to them and just made, one album. Nah, I like I like how they're doing it. Um, only on Bandcamp, um, and and it's all vinyl. And it's just sick. Like I just love what they're doing. Uh, I don't think it's as punk as they they kind of think. <laughs> Maybe. Mm, yeah. It feels just like a bit of a slowly, slowly race car blues part two kind of vibe, which I'm absolutely here for. Um, but when better. they, oh, this it's is a bit different. Part two, holistically. If you're saying that, I like I more think, of the songs on this than I do on part two. Uh, I'm not there yet. I smashed part two. That's got a special place in my heart. I think the best songs on part two beat all the songs on this, but I think all the songs on this, there's there's a good collection that I think yeah. part two is probably not as cohesive or as many great songs, but the great like three or four songs of part two, I think smash every song on either of these releases. That's just my take. Take um take that uh, bagpipe 
or whatever it is out of the start of the first song of this body's this body is a rental. Yeah. And the EP is significantly better. Gives me oh, an yeah. ick. But um, it's fine. You know, my dumb ass though, when I when I bought that in such a hurry, I accidentally got it shipped to my Com Gateway address. And then I emailed them asking to swap the address, but they didn't ship it to Australia. <laughs> so I have to pay to get it shipped back here. <laughs> um, but I didn't make that mistake with the cool story. So yeah, can't wait to see I told um, Com Gateway to keep the pizza box. So I'm hoping they did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but you forgot your pizza order for um, cool story, didn't you? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did forget. But I messaged them afterwards. So yeah, my mistake. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah great, great, sick. great release. Yeah, like the different art direction, stuff like that it's as just well. Just cool, just fun. Yeah. Bit of a fuck you to like the label too, which I kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, I will say though? You know what I really love about it? This is me getting a bit romantically slowly, but um, in their doco that they did, they said that they felt like Race Car Blues was the music they should be making, but yeah. Daisy changed the music that feels right. And I think that's where Slowly is going. And so I think the fact that they still identify that they have fun playing these songs that are a bit more punky, a bit more like pop punky, a bit more like alternative. Um, and there's an outlet for that now. I'm absolutely okay with that. Yeah. I think it's great that we found a balance because I was really nervous. They were going to go to this, but spe- I love Daisy chain. Daisy chain nearly, I think in my opinion is a better record than anything they've done. Yeah. I think that's a qu- that's, don't hold me to that. <laughs> that's a topic for another day. Um, but I love that. They still have an outlet for this stuff. Yeah. I agree. I think it's, a lot of fun. If you can't have fun with it while you're doing it, if they, so, I just hope they kind of play a show playing those songs. Oh, just so play some shows, it. man. Yeah. Should be awesome. Uh, that was going to be my next one, but the next one I'm going to talk about is Radiant by Slow Fire Pistol, and that's probably mm. one that you haven't listened to. No. But I'm a big Slow Fire Pistol fan. This came out on Secret Voice and Death Witch. Hasn't made its way to Australia yet physically um so i was hoping resist to get either the cassette or the seven inch but um this is a really cool screamo release it's a bit ambient they play some kind of heavy stuff and yeah it's really cool yeah um i will check it out i know you've told me a few times listen to it um i will check it out i will they're the higher end of my screamo list hmm Maybe I'll go something a bit heavier this time around. Hmm, what can I want to talk about? I'm going to talk about X Weapon X and World of Pleasure. Yep. I don't know. Is it a split? Is it an EP? I'm not sure. But... It's a split EP. It's fine. <laughs> um, I love this. I mean, I just love this. It's so fun. The sampling on it's fantastic. The tracks are just really good. They release this EP and then play the show like a week later. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I really want to see I don't, I don't think we'll ever see these bands in Australia if I'm being honest unless no. back on the map maybe bring out Word of Pleasure I think they're a band that could maybe play that kind of slot yeah Um. but yeah this was just so fun I'm kind of spewing I really wanted to um, get the vinyl get the vinyl but it was so expensive Um, in a time where I just did not have the money Um. so that's right great EP Yep, one of my favorites. Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm going to go for an early one as well, uh, which is Songs for the Willow by One Step Closer. Was that this year? Yep. Oh, fuck. I thought it was last year. Oh, that fucking changes everything. Anyway, whatever. 
Um, we should probably share shortlist next year. Yeah, that's a good idea. Listen list, but um, three songs uh, was absolutely awesome. Features, yeah. I think Duck. I think a single came out last year. That's why it might have been confusing for you. Maybe. But um, finally got the vinyl a couple of weeks ago. Super stoked to to kind of have that in hand. Yeah, just love this band. They're so good. Um, and these songs, kind of I think, the, are really great. This is the release that got you into them, basically, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was. They had a song. Was it? What was it called? Navy blue. Dark blue. Dark blue. Sorry, navy blue is a um. Terrible football team club. Yeah, fuck the blues. But um, no, they are. That's a story so far song. Okay. Um, but yeah, that song I think turned me onto them. I remember we spoke about. I remember. I remember explicitly having this conversation where you were like, "Oh, one step closer, man." They're in that. They're in that group with uh, Be Well and Koyo and Pile of Love and Anxious. And I'm like, Nah. <laughs> and I remember you being like, Nah, they are. They are. And then I had to eat my words, which isn't uncommon for for our friendship. So, um, just fine. <laughs> I didn't hold it against you. I was like, I'm just glad you're on board. Yeah. No. They were like, Yeah. I. I, I think their record. I will talk about albums, but that, I think they were like my sixth best, most listened to album this year. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they were my fifth. Oops, sorry, spoiler. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, that was a good one. Yep. All right, what's next for you? I'm going to talk about chloroform. I mean, chloroform. Chloroform? Chloroform, no. Chloroform, growth and despair. Um. This was a record that came out like October, I think it was, the full release. Mm-hmm. They released, I think, three singles beforehand. That You know, sometimes when bands, especially EPs, right? When EPs, are, uh, singles are released on EPs slowly over a period of time. I think in this case, it was like eight months or nine months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, you know, the EP comes out and it's just, you've heard it. It doesn't feel new. When that EP came out, the songs that weren't released are nearly like better than the songs that they did release beforehand. Yeah. Now Harvey Dent might be Harvey Dent might be one of the best pop punk songs I've heard in like a few years. Like I, I've, that song has a, a fucking stronghold on me. Um, but this EP just front to back bangers. I listened to it so many times. Um, just brilliant. Just absolutely brilliant. Um, and I love it. The boys were on the other week. Uh, great episode. Just great, just great people, great music. Pop punk's back. Pop punk's really back, actually, in Australia. I'm really here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like this EP? Yeah, I love it. Oh, so good, man! I Can someone just get us some keep, fucking vinyl, but keep going around and around. So hopefully, they get picked up by someone. Uh, Someone's gonna fucking. I'm, I'm fucking yeah, not happy. <laughs> no, it would be sick. Um, it's a great EP. Yeah, can't say much more than than what you have. Tell you what, they've got 4,000 monthly listeners. I know bands that have got records that do not get that much love. Yeah. Just saying. Talking about an EP that doesn't have vinyl, I'm going to bring up Better Halves, One Day You Won't Wake Up. Someone make it happen. Please. Resist. Do it. Right. And run it up. <laughs> yeah. Apparently something is in the works, but it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's on its well, way, hopefully. Better Half, man. What a year they had, too. Yeah. Come back, new songs, EP, so good. 
interstate shows. They rip Sydney a new one, rip Melbourne a new one from the sounds of it. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, they're good. They're just really good. And they were yeah. never not good. Like everything they've released has been like really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not, I don't think enough people are talking about this record. No, I don't, I, I don't know what's, what's going on. Like it was a decent turnout, but I thought I would have seen a lot more people at that, yeah. at that show, at the EP release show. But they're, they're doing everything right musically. Yeah. I think next year will be a good year for them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What do I want to talk about? I haven't really spoken about... Mm, sorry, I know this is really not right of me to take my time. I'm just, my, my mind's going all over the place. Let's talk about um, album of the year, Heat. <laughs> <laughs> we put this in. We we agreed this was an EP, right? <laughs> yeah, because they called an EP. Two more when one is a rant. You know what? I'm actually no. I'm just going to go. I had to go on a rant at one point. Bands that like I, I keep reading things, and bands are like, "This is a new seven track. Is it a fucking album or an EP? I need to know." <laughs> um, <sighs> like last dinosaurs, I was like, "Is this an album or an EP? I didn't know which list to put it in." And um, they kept saying everywhere, "New seven track out. New seven track out." There's no fucking dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I try and go on like length of time or number of songs. Like if it's six songs, generally it's an an EP. If it's less than an hour long, so like you can get like um uh some some like the Acacia Strain release three tracks, but it goes for like forty minutes. Yeah, so that's like an that's an album, where like. Um, this is like how much? Seven, seven songs for 16 minutes. 16 minutes. So, and yeah, most of that, it's 15 minutes if you take out the sample at the end, which is makes the whole release so much better. <laughs> I love that. That's funny that we were talking about that and that song comes yeah. out. Um, <laughs> but no, he, two more when one is erased. Uh, this is my favorite kind of hardcore, I think, in traditional hardcore. It reminds me of like backtrack and things like that that we've spoken about. But I think it's just angry, but it's fun. It doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, I don't think Heat take themselves too seriously, which I love. Uh, and this is just a really fun one. Had to include yeah. it somewhere. Yeah. I really enjoyed it too. Yeah, they're bringing back the, the samples, like them and, and Fever Shack, which we'll oh, talk man. about later. Um, one, I, I'll talk about one more. And that's... We've got time. We've got time. We got time. Yeah. All right, I want to talk about entry with exit interview. Nice. I didn't listen you to this. Didn't listen to this. Yeah. So you probably like this. It's uh, the guitarist from Touche's side project with his wife. So she sings. Mm. Um, so it's just straight up very, very much like X Weapon X. Probably a little bit punkier, not as heavy, but yeah, in the in the same realm as like Initiate and stuff like that. Right. Um, so it's really really cool. And, just saved um, it to my library. Yeah, get around it. I just like the artwork and stuff like that. You yeah. See the the aesthetic they, they're going for. Yeah, nice. Um, I just realized what we didn't do. We didn't give like special mentions to any tracks in songs. Yeah, we talked about heaps that weren't on there. All right. Maybe we'll just... I, I thought like what we do, because we obviously don't want to talk on this about forever... Um, but should we do like a bit of in memory of EPs that we didn't rate that people have told us that are really good? <laughs> okay, sure. 
Let's talk about Spirit Box, The Fear of Fear. I didn't listen to it. Now, there is a thing out there, probably my own doing, because I don't really fuck with that band. Not because I think they're bad, I just think they're a bit boring. And She's a great singer. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, the album I really struggled with, they did the, um, is it Rule of Nines or some song like that, that I thought absolutely slapped. I really like that track. Um, but this EP, I will say, was something. It, it was actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, I listened to it a fair bit. Um, it just felt like it was a bit more of a step forward from the the other record they did um, last year. And I just think it needed to be brought up because I actually really rate that one. Okay. Cool. Um, we'll stay in the metal area. Yeah. Um, glass cas- caskets. Self-titled. Self-titled. Good yeah. shit. Great shit. Great vinyl. Great label. Um, that is just a, a really great solid release. I think if we if we did a ranking of records of the year or just releases of the year yep. from a physical standpoint, that has got to be one of the best. Yeah, absolutely. The um, amount of variety in in variance and quality, it's, it's just. And let me say that I think with music has to accompany it as well. Yeah. Music's that good. Like it has to be a good record. Everything looks good. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one. Did you hear the car too? Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. <laughs> the, the driver agreed. Um, another one that people have brought up uh, that I don't think we're going to talk about because we haven't spoken about it, um, but it's actually a band that broke up back in 2018. And I was actually at their last show, so I'm a bit gutted that I didn't know about this until a good friend of the pod, um, Jai from Saving Face, mentioned the uh, Turn South, something that connects this EP. I'm not sure if you've listened to that. No, never heard of it. Now they did an e- they did a song back in like what the hell, fuck twenty seventeen called like the Belgrave Line, and it's just mm-hmm. this really catchy indie pop punk rocky kind of thing, um, and it's just a really fun track. And I actually went to a heap of gigs that they played at uh, pre pre twenty eighteen when they broke up. Um, and this EP, I didn't ever listen to it. It came out earlier in the year. They've actually been playing a bunch of shows, and they're actually going to be in Sydney in Jan. So I'm keen as to go see them again. Um, but Jai, sorry, it's not going to rank in my top 10, uh, but it is really good. And if I had more time with it this year, I probably would have ranked it, to be frank. Mm. Just a spicy one for, uh, for you. All right. So I haven't really been told about many um, that I haven't got on this list. That's right. Um, yeah. Should we get to our... The ranks? Ranks? Yeah. You want me to go first this time? Yep. So my 10 to 6, Stateside, uh, it's what we do. It's a pop punk EP out of the, out of California, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Chuck actually got us onto, and I think it's just right up my alley. Good pop punk yep. there. Uh, two More When One Is Erased is number nine by Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Besties, something for now. They'd released a bunch of singles and finally put it on a, on a cheeky EP a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm really stoked that I could include them somewhere. Yep. Number seven, too slow, but with cool story. I, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's infinitely better than um, this body is a rental. And then number yep. six, uh, manic pixie dream by Peach PRC. Well, yep. 
I know you are you not up your alley. It is to the point of like hyper pop. It's not even hyper pop. It's just pop. But I think it's yeah. so far away from any other pop you'd probably enjoy. Um, but I love the, this EP. It's fantastic. Great vinyl too. I've got a heart shaped vinyl. Sick. Awesome. Really stoked. I um. Are you changing your list a bit? <laughs> no, I was. I was looking at my list. I'm like, there's one I want to talk about, and it's not there. So we could talk about them after because we're gonna. I want to go through some I special missed, mentions. I, I have one that should be in my list that I oh, left okay. off. Um, <clears throat> okay, so my ten, number ten is entry with exit wound. Yep. Number nine is X weapon X and world of pleasure with weapon yep. of pleasure. Yep. Uh, number eight is Fred again, actual life three piano. Was that this year? this year? Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? I think so. I was not done, made a mistake. Fuck, you were so right. Yep. It came out on the 27th so, of Jan. Fake fan. Um, over here on the other side of the mic. Fuck, something in my top five is going to have to get booted now. <laughs> well, think quick, buddy. Um, so number seven for me is Cool Story by Too Slow as well because I just absolutely love that. I gave a listen, just bought it instantly. Yeah. Um, and then number six, which was the one I was adding in just now, which was The Hope Conspiracy with Confusion, Chaos, and Misery. You hadn't included that yet. I don't know why. I thought I typed it in. I must have deleted it on my list. Hmm. But that is so good. 15 years without music from them feels like just a continuation of what they were doing back in the day. Yeah. Nice. Well, I've made some changes to my list. I've booted stateside. Sorry, homies. Uh, <laughs> and actually, X Weapon X and Motor Pleasure have dropped to number six. So they were in my top five, but I, I needed to make some room. I didn't realize that came out then. Oh, it's so annoying. Uh, my right. top five goes number five, Better Half, One Day You Won't Wake Up. Mm-hmm. Then number four, Heaven's Gate and All I Loved, I Loved Alone. Yep. This is really hard because this one nearly was number two. Uh, but quarter form with growth and despair is now number three. Okay. Fred again, actual life three piano. I mean, especially the actual life piano series uh, is nearly better than the albums, in my opinion. Um, they need the vinyl treatment. Uh, but anyways, that had to be number two, and then number one, which is one we're probably going to talk about at length when you finish your rankings. But comfort in the gray by Saving Face is my number one EP of the year. Surprise to no one. <laughs> What are your top five? So my top five, uh, coming in at five, is Slow Fire Crystal <coughs> with Radiant. Mm-hmm. Number four is Quarter Form with Growth and Despair. Four. Nice. Number three is Better Half, One Day You Won't Make Up. Yep. Number two is One Step Closer, Songs for the Willow. And number yep. one is Saving Faces, Comfort in the Grey. So uh, for the people listening, you're like, when are they going to talk about this EP? And <laughs> we didn't talk about this, but we just I just knew this had to be up there. Yep. Um, same as last year, our top the EP is the same. Uh, I don't think we talked about more music than we did about Saving Face. Yeah. We've been punishing you guys, and thank you for hanging with us. <laughs> I, um, I feel for everyone who is, is friends with me, or uh, is following me on socials. I talk about this band a lot. Um, people at work, I talk about this band a lot. Um, 
just everywhere I talk about this band. And I think they're just, I think one of my favorite things to come out of 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That first single that came out back in Feb, but I remember like, I think, we, I think our friendships evolved with this EP, Dave, in a funny way. I remember back in Feb, like we never used to really talk on the phone, but I started calling you this year and we'll have phone calls. Yep. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, and I remember one time I called you and I was like, you gotta check out this song. Um, you know, we're talking about melodic hardcore and how it's dying. And I'm like, there's this song, go fucking check it out. It's good as fuck. And, um, it was vacant by uh, saving face. And I was just really fortunate to be in Melbourne when they played their first show, um, met Ricky, um, as we spoke about on the pod and I actually had sold him records before. So I actually had spoken to him for a while. Um, so small world there. And then just everything that happened after that with the pod, with shows, with everything, just, um, it's incredible. And I think that EP for a first band, first EP for a, for a new band, um, I think you'd be really hard to find a, a better one, to be honest. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Um, yeah, what else can I say? Um, it's just been awesome seeing the band grow, kind of our podcast growing with them, becoming kind of friends with the guys and, and yeah. not even having to just talk about music with them. It's just talking about like hot Shit. sauce yeah. and whatever, whatever's going on. And um, really just sharing the love of music, which yeah. is what we want to do here. I think um, their shows that we've seen, like they've, they've, they've had a hype around them from day one, uh, which is awesome yeah. to see. And we spoke about their gig last year for the EP launch. Incredible. Um. I'm really keen to see them at the Christmas show next Saturday. I keep forgetting that they're on that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just really keen for Clay J as well and Bench Cup and like fucking day. So it's going to be a great gig. Um, so please go get yourself a ticket to that charity show um, at Stay Gold if you haven't. Uh, but it's just going to be a great way to end the year and probably they're going to be maybe one of the first bands I've seen in 2023 as well. So, um, yeah, really cool stuff uh, happening there. So Yeah. Congratulations, guys. It's, uh, it's a huge achievement. We didn't talk about this, and this song prob- this album probably had one of my top two song- actual songs of the year. I've had to actually pick. I tried not to pick songs because I knew we were going to talk about it here. Yeah, um, me too. But I wanted to talk about comprehension of this record. Mm-hmm. Now, my favorite song has probably moved around a lot, but I always come back to this song. It's the opener. Uh, I go back to their show that they played, uh, their first show, and it was just a real special moment when this song played it took me back to listening to you know early defeater and and early casey and just really sad stuff where the the, the vocals are really prominent and it's almost like you're screaming into like the abyss right and this song has all of that um and i remember seeing the song and i'm being like that's it that's the track i'm gonna love it came out it's amazing it's still my favorite song i can't think of many melodic hardcore tracks that i put above it if i'm being completely frank um, it's just brilliant. And that, that probably could have been my track one or two of the year um, if we were doing every song um, that came out this year, but amazing. Yeah, I love that song too. Um, I have a soft spot for sickness slash health. Yeah. And it was amazing to see them play that live. Oh, so good. The, the, the EP launch. And I just think it builds really well. It just feels familiar. But it's a great anyway. closer. Yeah, an epic closer. And um, I remember when we were first listening to it, I'm like, dude, have you gotten this sickness health yet? And, you, and you're like, yeah, it's banging yeah. straight up. 
and right. um, just absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, it was funny looking at my last FM stats uh, for, for albums and things. Um, this actually would have been my number two or three listen to album EP of the year, which was crazy come the end of it because I know we had a cheeky unofficial, um, but looking at the stream differences between both. Yeah. This actually would have been like my number two or three record of the year, which I think is crazy. Um, so if the boys don't know if I sent them and I sent them, I definitely do. I'm sorry to make <laughs> they it do awkward. Now. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. That's a good chat. Do we want to um, maybe just shout out a few EPs that we really like that we didn't get to talk about? Yeah, sure. There was a lot that came out this year that worth just saying the name. Yep. All right. So I'll drop a couple off. Um, so I've got the Year of the Knife, Dust to Dust. That yeah, came I thought out you'd really have that. Early. 18 Visions with Purgatorio. Yep. Continuing on their 10-inch series, which is uh, pretty sick. And I'll drop in uh, Some Bleached, Delicate Places We Hide. Oh, I forgot that came out this year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, so a few that I didn't get to really talk about um, that I really did like this year. So I think Terminal Sleep, Chapter 2, Illicit Fear. Really enjoyed that EP this year, and, and that physical was amazing. Um, Slow Joy, Wildflower. They have a song called Crawl 2 that was a little bit like a niche pocket of TikTok. It got kind of big, but that was a really great record. Uh, Justin Miller, Five Minutes of Fame. Really love that pop punk record that came out earlier this year. Uh, one that I'm surprised you didn't actually bring up or was it Chuck that told us about this? But um, regarding ambiguity by Abyss, that's an album. Is it? I thought it was an EP. Yeah. No. Are we sure about that? I've got it on my albums list. Fuck. Yeah, you're right. Now I fucked up. <laughs> uh, anyway, so a few other, a few others. Uh, Sleep talk. Have you ever seen a god? One I really liked, uh, Nina Jirachi, 4x4, great um, like EDM record. Yep. And I'm going to, one more I really liked this year was Girlfriends, Over My Dead Body. Good, good year for pop punk. Okay. And there's not much more pop punk coming, so <laughs> get it out now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to play a clip of a song? Which song do you want to play a clip of? Um, Maybe we'll pick something off Too Slow. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here's Too Slow. Insert track name. If you weren't a fan of Too Slow, you probably will be one now. Maybe you're just too slow to get it um, and you just need some time. Oh, it's just not on streaming, so give people a chance. And if you don't like it, it's a cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, get me off the mic. Let's get, let's do this. What's next? <laughs> All right, so we're, we're up to the albums, the, the pointy part of the episode. The big old ALT. <laughs> it's late it's, 10, it's, it's past 10 p.m <laughs> yeah uh, what a year for albums hey yeah 
heaps of albums as we spoke about earlier. Some really great ones, some misses, some stuff we just didn't have time to get to. Um, how many did you say you had? 71? 75. Yeah, I had 81. And there was some garbage in that. Yeah. <laughs> like there was something I'm like, why did I listen to that? Yeah. Which I know I is think- really rich coming from us because who the fuck are we? We just run, we just talk. Um, and a few we people don't do listen. Anything. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we kick off, let's go through our top five from last year. Ooh. Love my top five from last year, actually. Me too. I still. Really I actually love this top five. Movies. Would I change it? Yeah, I probably would, actually. Is that crazy? We'll talk about um, it. Yeah, maybe. So at five, I've got Birds and Row, Gris Klein. Yep. Praise All in a Dream at four. Uh, no Pressure, self-titled LP at three. Alexis on Fire, Otherness at two. And then Counterparts are usually a eulogy for those still here. Dude, my words are not working. Boishy. Yeah, look, my my five was uh, Daisy Chain by Slowly at five. Mm-hmm. Joji with uh, Smithereens at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Swift, Midnight's at three. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance, Jackpot Juicer at two. And number one, the big dog counterparts, a eulogy for those still here. Funnily, the, the EPs and albums last year, we both had the same. Will it be the same this year? Who knows? Most likely. Um, but can I just say, yeah, I, I probably would make a few changes to mine. Not because I think any of those records aged poorly. I just think some of them aged better. Yeah. So Joji and Midnight's by Taylor Swift could arguably both be number one as well. Yeah. I think I think I'd probably keep counterparts there to be honest because I think that record's like perfect and brilliant and everything and not that I don't think jackpot juicer is but with the the ghost of Billy Royalton they just showed that they've got fucking heaters for days like they're gonna release their next best album next year when that comes out um <clears throat> but Joji and, and Taylor Swift like I still bump that weekly yeah um I think I'd probably keep mine the same. Yeah. Maybe Birds in Row would actually slip up a little bit. Um, right. Praise yeah. come down. Yeah. I still smash all four of those, even the even the bottom five. Like I even think, like I've got Gillian Carter in there. So side, they could probably pop up to like five and six. Yep. But last year was pretty, pretty large year. Pretty stacked. Um, and before we get into our albums this year, what were your top five albums on Spotify in your rap? Um, oh. Do you want me to go through mine first? Yep, do yours. So my number five, this is just, uh, to preface, this is just records I listen to, not new, not old, just whatever. So number five was actually The Place You Know by One Step Closer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bumped the hell out of that. Um, number four was Parting the Sea Between You and Me by Touche. Mm-hmm. That was funny because that was one of my most streamed records last year as well. Uh, this record I just can't get enough of and I can't wait for uh, March to see him. Number yep. three was Jackpot Juicer. Funnily enough, I just said I'd probably bump that out of two, <laughs> but it's still in my top uh, three listen to albums. Number two is Fred Again, Actual Life 3, just the normal version. And number one, and it's not even close, it's nearly double the amount of plays to my second place, is Suicide and Sunshine by Trophy Eyes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great list. Which, which you have in your five? All right. I'm just going through because I didn't save these. So I'm just trying to find the... I'm just going past my songs. Let's uh, cue some um, elevator music in this do, bad boy, do, Dave. Do, do. <laughs> okay, so top artists. 
go through. Come on. And I just want to preface as well, uh, my top five actually would have been um, Saving Face at number two if I had if it had included all my plays from when I had the um, – wasn't out on iTunes. Uh, my, yep. my, my Apple picked up the plays. But, um, yeah, I smashed the hell out of that. Just trying to top, find my top five albums Damn. of last year. I'll just look at it on Last, last FM because I've got them there. Last FM is brilliant. So my top five albums, uh, according to Last FM, which combines all my listening habits. Um, so number five is Milo Goes to College by The, the, the Descendants. Why have I never nice. started tonight? The Descendants. Yeah. Number four is Actual Life 3 by Fred again. Ooh, there we go. Number three is Little Green House by Anxious. Ooh, Nice. Number two is Cerebral Circus by Initiate. And number yep. one is Suicide and Sunshine by Trophy Eyes. Nice. Good listening. Mm. Good range of decades there. There is going to be a lot of talking we need to do right now to give yep. some justice to some of these records. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to kick off or do you want to kick off? Yep, you kick it off. I'm going to kick off with an early record that came out early this year um, because there's no cash here, mate. Uh, Raw Dog and Reality by Fever Shack. Uh, no in my gosh. opinion, the best hardcore record of the year, like traditional hardcore record. I can't think of a better one. No, me either. Um, Ooh. Incendiary? It's pretty good. Oh, Magnitude? Yeah. Uh, Envision? Yeah. Really good. Not really traditional, but um, yeah, not far off it. Broken Vow was really sick. Yeah. Um, Drain was really good. Um, Some good ones. I just think Fever Shack, they just do the kind of hardcore that I love, like I said. Yeah. And this record's just so good. And I love their first album, but this album shits on it, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a different direction. I think it's more like, yeah, more traditional, less punk hardcore. But they're yeah. both great in their own right. Yeah. They're writing LP3 at the moment, too. Are they? Yeah. Nice. Can't wait for that. They need it. Yeah. You know what sucks about them? I've missed them every time they've come to New South Wales. And I'm never there when they're playing in Melbourne. I just miss them. They're just one of those bands I can't seem to catch. The, the, the Next time they fucking come to Sydney, I'm going. Like, I'm not even... I'm going to fucking... If I have a wedding or something, I'm not going to the wedding. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> they put on a good show too. Oh, man, I can't wait. Um, okay, so my first one off the rank I'm going to talk about is Betrayal of Guilt, Devil Music. Mm, yeah, you were a big fan of this. Yeah, well, I'm a big fan of Betrayal of Guilt. Really different direction they went in um, doing like, it's almost like a double EP. This was the YouTube one, right? Yeah. So they did, the first half is like traditional portrayal of guilt. Yeah. And then the second half is the same songs redone with like a an orchestra. Yeah, so but cool. But it was like made for uh, a silent movie. So That's like really soundtrack. cool. So it was really cool, uh, put them in a great direction, and uh, they just keep breaking the mold. Yeah. No, I'm here for that. It's a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got heaps to get through. Fuck, where do I even start? I'm just going to go down my list of when things came out. So I'm going to talk about A Kiss for the Whole World by Andrew Shikari. 
Now, this was one that I think had mixed reception from people that are a fan of Shikari or just old music in general. I actually think this is maybe one of my favorite Shikari records in a while. And I know that's a really cold take. And yeah. I know that people love their other stuff that's come out recently. But I think from a, a highs and lows point of view, I think the, the highs on this record are better than things they've done in like the last five, six years. Um, like they're better tracks. I think so. As an album, it obviously has some lulls and there's some weird fucking shit on it. But I think as a whole listening experience, I really enjoyed it. I, I listened to this when it came out. I was driving to Canberra to, to visit Levy, a friend of the pod. And uh, I just like listened to it like three or four times. I didn't even realize. I just kept playing it because I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just one that I don't think it's going to land in many people's ranks for album of the year because there were so many albums. But I think it's one that I, I, I think if I had to pull songs, um, like Please Set Me On Fire is probably my favorite Shikari song since fucking A Flash Flood of Color. Like it's, I think it's that good of a track. Really? Yeah, I love that track. You didn't really get into the last album though, did you? The one before no. this? No. I know you sent me some tracks and there's, I think, one that you fucking rave about that I listen to quite a bit. Satellites? Um, yeah, so good. That's better than I Set Me On Fire, I think. Uh, I don't know who who sings I Set Me On Fire. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> you said. Look, it's a very good track, but I think I think Please Set Me On Fire just does something in my brain yeah. um, that I can't explain. It's so, very poppy. Yeah, I love that. I, I, just, I think it's just really clever. Um so it just had to be that. Look, look, spoiler, it's not going to be in my top 10. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to talk about it. It was a struggle for me. I think I'm on Shikari Burnout. Yeah. Just from the, the last album and just yeah. really kind of st- not subconsciously stayed away from it. Struggled yeah. through the listen. But Look, it's like it's like Polaris. Like I'm not going to talk about Polaris today because I, st- I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. But it took me a long time to listen to that for the first time. And I love yeah. Polaris, but it just I'm just not ready to go down that route just yet. Yeah, that's fair. Um, let's try and get one that came out earlier this year as well, I guess. Um There's so many. We'll get we'll get holding absence out of the way. Ooh. I um wasn't even gonna talk about this. Okay. Spicy thought, spicy thought, take. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> I thought you may have. Um, maybe we should have spoken about it later when things that just don't quite hit. I really like this record. Um, I actually really do enjoy this record. I just think there was so much better stuff that came out. Um, and yeah, I just, unlike the last record where I, and I was late to uh, the earlier stuff. I love their first, sorry. I love their first album. And the, the singles they released before The Greatest Mistake of My Life. The Greatest Mistake of My Life came out. And I didn't listen to it for like a year and a half. Then I loved that record. And then this record came out. And I'm sure it's going to be a similar thing. I think I just need to adjust to the fact that this is ironic coming from someone who is an album listener. I listen to albums. I don't listen to singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no song on that album grabbed me. No. There are moments that I really enjoy um, in its entirety. But there's no songs that I'm just like, yep, yeah, that's an earworm. Yeah, kind of the same for me. It was just like, now, like the same all the way through. Same with Polaris. Nothing really grabbed yep. me, unfortunately. So we won't talk about them. 
Um, All right, next one up for you. I'm just going to get this out of the way because it's it's a bit of, it's been a bit of a contentious topic in Dave and my our friendship, um, but it needs to come up, you know. And look, the people listening at home, let me know your thoughts, um, but please do some research before you make a call because there's a reason why I call this an album and not a soundtrack or a comp. I'm sorry, Dave, I've got to do it. Uh, Metro Boomin presents Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Now, he did, he curated that album. He produced most of the songs on that track bar like two or three. Um, and I know technically that it kind of, it doesn't fall into the soundtrack space because all songs on this record were made for this sub movie and for this uh, record. Um, I call it an album. I get why you wouldn't, but that's what I'm fucking calling it. Um, Dave, I know you kind of tend to disagree. I think it's just really hard when, like, we class albums as coming from one band. There's a handful of songs on there that are featuring the person on the album. That's it. That's I get it. I get it. Um, and I went deep here. I went deep into like the credits of songs being like, they have an inkling of something they've contributed to the song. And like I said, it's only two songs or three songs or something out of the total 15. Um, but I call, I call it an album. I think it's like the movie of the year. It's a perfect movie. And I think the soundtrack is one of the best movie soundtracks slash curated releases ever. Um, I can't think of a, of a movie that's tried to do something like this and done it as well. I'm talking the soundtrack out of my which one? The soundtrack out of my my shelf. What soundtrack? The Tron Legacy one. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, I'll does... give you. Yeah, I said one of the best. I said one of the best. You said um, you can't think of a movie that does it better. Well, I thought about it, and now I've changed my mind. <laughs> um, I actually think I, I would listen to this more than the Tron Legacy soundtrack. Yeah, but you're a Spider Man nerd. Yep. It's good. You said it was movie of the year too. It is movie of the year. Was Tron Legacy movie of the year? I don't think so. Where's Daft oh, Punk? They're not around. Metro Boomin's still making music. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to have anyway, this on here. This sorry, was guys. Fine. It made this. It was fine. I'm sorry. I had to put it on here. I, I just think I listened to it a lot this year, and it's brilliant. Yeah, just don't listen to it before you hear the movie or watch the movie. There's a bit of spoilers. spoilers in there. Have you watched the movie? Yep. Like it. Was a movie of the year. Well, oh fuck it. What was movie of the year? And you can't tell me Top Gun is still movie of the year. It came out last 100% year. It is. Did it come out last year? It's it'll be movie of the year for the next ten years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Fast <end> track too. <laughs> no, it was fun. This was this was good. And it was cool to see some of these songs end up in the uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles soundtrack as well. I <laughs> I'm Wait, what? Serious. Were some of these songs in the TNT? They were not. Yeah. Wait, one of these songs was in the TMNT soundtrack? Yes. There's no way. Yes. Why do you think I make these things up? I'm looking it up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Annihilate. Was it really? Yes. I can't find this album. It's a playlist on... Oh, it's a fucking playlist. I don't want to hear it. Anyway. Look it up. Read a book. Anyway, it was decent. The movie was yeah. good. All right, what do you got next? Um, Let me see. I don't have much controversy. 
let's talk about chamber. Oh my god, what a record. Probably one of the heaviest records of the year. Um I will agree with you. Yep, that and end. I think I enjoyed this more than end too. Yeah, end's a little bit different. Um this is a little bit more melody in it, I think. I think it's more um like metallic. We talk about yeah. the metallic metalcore hardcore stuff. This is right in that realm. Yeah. It kind of just makes me did I tell you I finally picked up a copy of it? Uh, no. I finally picked up a copy like a week ago. It was on sale. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, this was a great record. Kind of caught me who I surprised. Never heard of the band before. Yep. Um, and look, this is where I, I think the art of having a spicy record helps because I saw that photo and I was like, what the fuck's this? This is pretty cool. And yep. then I listened to it and I was like, wow. Like that, that is a piece where everything pairs up. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have probably listened to this band otherwise. Yeah. Um, Great record. Yeah, very good. What do you got next? I'm, gonna go, I'm just going to go through a bit of a run of, of, of records that I think... Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to go to... On behalf of May, let's talk about some records that I liked that I, I think she liked as well. Okay. And we have to talk about Her Goats. Uh, so much for Stardust by Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. I really love this record. I don't know where you sit. I know you've got a bit of a... I don't know. What's your relationship with Fall Out Boy? I like that one album. <laughs> that one album where Pete went screams? <laughs> no, the Cork Tree one. Oh, the Cork Tree one. Yeah. All right. That was fine. I used to have a copy of that. I sold it to you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, no, I listened to this a couple of times. I thought it flowed really well. I, th- I like how two of the songs kind of book. Was it this opener and the closer kind of bookended yeah. each other a little bit? Um. It was kind of, from what I can understand, it was like a little bit of everything from their, their career. So it was really yeah. like you see bands and I don't want to say eras, but they're doing this kind of Why not? thing. Why don't you want to say eras? Oh, it's just, a, it's, I don't want to be toted as a Swifty. <laughs> Dave, you're a big Swifty. I know you got the 1989 Taylor's version record. For I got you. two copies of that. Did you really? I've got the original and the... Oh, yeah. Television. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought it was really cool the way they did that. They came back. They're obviously touring and stuff. So, yeah. It's good to see for all those Fallout Boy fans. I think it's one of their best records since Folly Do, if I'm being honest. I really didn't hate those records in the middle, but I feel like Folly Do was just so good and they came back down in a big way. And I'm sorry, May, for saying this. She might kick my ass. Um, but I felt like this was a bit of an extension. Not as good as Folly Do, but it just felt like the songs were from that time. And I really enjoyed a lot of these tracks, and I think it, it deserves a call-out this year. Mm-hmm. Cool. What do you got next? Uh, should we talk about another May release? All right, what do you got? We've got The Main. The Main? Yes. Is that the band or the album? I think it's the same thing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Uh, what's your relationship with the main? I listened to them back in like probably 2003, whenever one of the records came out. They're not that old, are they? Yeah. Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Was it that old? I mean, that makes me feel old. 2008. Oh, they're not that old. Oh, 2008 then. Um, um, yeah. Apart from that, 
wooden uh, song. I, I actually enjoyed this. I mean, uh, I mean, May's spoken. I mean, I've spoken to May about this a few times around. Pretty much everything after "Lovely Little Lonely." Um, actually, only that record is the only thing I listened to after "Black and White," which came out in 2010. Was "Lovely Little Lonely," and that was because that was uh, they played that record on a tour when they support uh, supported Autumn Low. I think that was the time. And amazing encouragement to go and listen to their other stuff. I haven't gotten through everything yet, mate, so I'm sorry. But I thought the self-titled record was really good. Um, it was, uh, I think it was a really good cohesive record. It had songs that were really catchy, but also it went up and down throughout the record. And I love that. It wasn't like, it wasn't what I felt like uh, the records have been from them. Um, like Lovely Little Lonely, I felt was a bit two-dimensional. But I thought this was a lot better. Um, so it makes me really excited to go back and listen to um some of the other stuff. Yep. Cool. We're not doing this justice at all. We're so sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing is that we mentioned it. The May thing is that we mentioned it? The main. All right. I could go. The pun works on both levels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I should, I'm going to get back to our regular schedule programming for a hot minute. Yep. Um, I'm going to talk about Hot Mulligan. Why would I watch? And this is actually another May record, so this works. Mm, perfect. Um, I know you haven't quite gotten into the realm of Hot Mulligan, right? I'm getting there. I've listened to this probably half a dozen times, I'd say. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fine. It was fun. I like the... I know the, the track listings really drew me in. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty cool, interesting track yeah. names and stuff like that. I'm yeah. still getting used to him like breaking his voice on purpose. Um, Can I just say, he's growing his hair out, this guy, and he looks a bit like Ricky. Oh, does he? Yeah, I was going to send Ricky a photo, but I'll see if he listens to this and lets, us, lets me know. <laughs> I've got a photo lined up, Ricky, if you hit me up. <laughs> Um, but I've, I listened to the EP that's got like the landscape on it and stuff like that. So I've been listening to some of their stuff, their back catalog a little bit more. Look, pretty cool. Midwest I think this is going to, I think there's a few records this year that are going to be in most people's top fives. I think this is going to be one of them. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not going to be in mine. And to be honest with you, a lot of the conventional albums of the year are probably not going to be in my top five. Um, and I think maybe we'll get to them in a minute because I don't think they'll be in yours either. No. Um, but I think this is one of them. And not that I like, I love Hot Mulligan. I just think You'll Be Fine is one of the best Midwest emo records of all time. I know I'm out here making grand accusations today. Um, but this record's good. This record I really did enjoy. But I think after You'll Be Fine, like the EP, the acoustic stuff they did uh, in this album, it just doesn't hit me like the early stuff did. And I know that makes me sound like such a fucking pompous dick <laughs> that's like, play the old stuff. But uh, yeah, this is good. It's growing on me. Like the singles, I think, are elite, but the filler is just a bit of filler. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And we're shitting on some albums. We, we need to like start talking about some good stuff. <laughs> this was good. I, f- I would class this as a good album. This was a good album. Yeah. So another one that I want to talk about is Luca Brasi's The World Don't Owe You Anything. Mm, I didn't listen to this. Yeah, I know. And that's fine. It took me like two months after it came out to listen to it. And I'm a yeah. big Luca Brasi fan, as you yeah. are, as you know. Um, 
I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's um, a call to form back to like stay. So they're going back to that kind of sound. Not that yeah. every, everything is tenuous was bad, but it just was, it just hit a little bit differently. And yeah. it seemed like they were go, trying to go for that kind of mainstream, kind of more serious songwriting where this is yeah. still serious, but it's just in that punk vein. So it's a, a lot of fun. Yeah. I think I really do need to listen to it. Stay is one of my favorite Aussie records of the last 15, 20 years. Um, or 15 years, I'd say. I mean, I'm really out here making some fucking wild claims. But yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I really love Stay, though, is what I'm trying to say. I think it's their best record. Uh, and then everything is tenuous. When that came out, I had just moved to Sydney. I was in a bit of a love-hate relationship with the city. All my And Luca Brazzi remind me of my mates back home um back in melbourne back home like i live on the other side of the world back in melbourne and i just felt that i just was lacking a bit of that up here um and so i think i just didn't really get into everything is tenuous but i'll listen to this record i'll give it a go um hopefully they come up here soon Hmm. are you there did you freeze oh i froze what's your what's your next one my next record is going to be, let's talk about it. One more time, Blink-182. Very good album. Very, very good album. Um, great to see them back, in my opinion. Yeah. Good to see them being friends and, and all that kind of stuff. And I shared the, I think I shared the clip. Did you watch that clip that I put in the, in the chat where uh, Mark and Tom were talking about when they started becoming friends again. Oh yeah. It's a great clip. Really, really awesome moment where yeah. basically, um, Tom sends Mark a photo of like NASA or something. He's like, yeah. look where I am. He's like, Oh, look where I am. I just got diagnosed with terminal cancer yeah. and like it flipped this switch. So sure. It's so great. The, the, you can see the love still there for each other. Oh, yeah. It's like the best mates. Like I, I live for their, um, their like social media stuff and like one of my group of friends back home, we just pretty much send each other blink memes all day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably our main form of communication. So yeah, I think it's great. I think what I really liked about this record was, um, was one more time their single, the really sad one. Yeah. That's going to be their, one of their best songs. That's going to go straight to the top five in my opinion. <laughs> like that song yeah. cut me open. Yeah. Um, and I think when a song has that emotional weight from the outset, like it just is built different. Man, I'm really making some claims today. Um, but I, honestly, I believe that, like I said, we spoke about the anthem part three, but the song, the album's fun. It's got everything you want from Blink. It's got the yeah. stuff. It's got references to self-titled. It's got references to uh, Take a Few Pants Jacket. It's got, you know, everything. Um, the fun pop punk, like fucking piss shit fart stuff. And then um, it's just got everything. And I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see them live next year. Yeah, me too. Another band doing their eras kind of thing. So, yeah, for sure. But it's working. So, it's working. Yeah. Absolutely love this album. Yeah. I don't know how many songs we'll get off it, but it um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, what do you want to talk about next? Um, let's see. I want to talk about. Let's talk about Koyo. Right. Let's talk Have about you listened it. to it? Yeah. What do you think? You know I have a bit of a tough time with Koyo. Mm-hmm. 
mm. not a tough time with them, but there, there's just I think um, they're out of all the hardcore slash hardcore adjacent bands like i like to say that i don't think they're a true, true hardcore band it's a okay. shit thing to say but from a from we're talking real black and white genre wise i don't know what they are um but i just think they're lacking something that i think the other bands around them have i think um what was their ep uh, the first one or the second one with the slide uh fire out east or whatever it is yep love that i think that's like perfect koyo everything that's come after that like 10 digits i really enjoyed as well but when the single started coming out for this record, I remember talking to you about it and I'm, they just didn't hit me the way that the other stuff did. I don't know what it was. I still don't know what it is, to be honest with you. Um, and I just didn't really get into it as much as I thought I did. I think there were other records around the time that I enjoyed more, like Bearings came out around then. Uh, I can't remember what else came out, but I just wasn't listening to it as much. Yeah. I kind of let it slip for a couple of weeks before I listened to it. And I was very hyped. Like, Koya was like, the band that yeah in that in that group like i liked them before i liked dangerous before like yeah. even one step closer stuff like that so i think it's fine um yeah i don't know I feel they also like... came out like the friday before the grand final yeah we were, we were busy and then i was severely depressed and i still don't think i'm out of that rut to be honest after the lines lost so <laughs> i think that's a big reason why i just didn't go back to this album i think a lot of the stuff that came out in this period just didn't get its time yeah which is fair um i listened to it last week it was it was fine it just it was like very similar to some of those albums we've spoken about where nothing really kind of grabs you yeah i still really enjoyed it i still found myself singing along to like mainly the singles yeah um but yeah i have faith yeah i think the hype there was a lot of hype around it so a lot of people yeah from what i saw so that kind of maybe got to me a little bit as well so this will be in a lot of people's top records yeah so will this one um this one is called take me back to eden by sleep token we had to come up at some point, Sleep Token mm-hmm. had to come up this year. Well, so will a f- so will a few other bands that I think we're not going to have, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. well, we need to talk about it at one point. But Sleep Token, you're not into it, mate. I thought this album was good. This is their best record, I think. I don't feel myself um, compelled to go back. And yeah. Listen. Fair I think enough. The. Two of the songs at the back end of the album were quite good. Yeah. Um, maybe the title track. Do You Wish That You Loved Me is one of the best songs of the year. If I had to, like, in my opinion, I really love that song. And then is it The Ascensionism is like a crazy good track. Um, yeah. I just didn't find myself going back to this record that much. Yeah. Take Me Back to Eden is the song I like. This was one. This is a band where I remember I, I had them on vinyl, and it was a record that I loved sitting on the couch at night at the end of the day and just zoning out, putting on putting on the record, and sitting there and just getting like consumed by it, um, and rightfully so. I, I joined in the hype and I sold my records <laughs> because they were going fucking crazy amounts, um, and I found myself from that moment I just didn't listen to their stuff as much. And I actually have a pink one apparently coming somewhere, but the person that fucking helped me is a fucking dog me with it. Um, 
so I don't think I'm ever going to get that. But um, yeah, I think this is a great record. It's just, unfortunately, I didn't give it a lot of time because I really respond to this band on vinyl because it's just the experience of listening to them. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know what? I can't wait to see them again. They were really good with North Lane when they toured. Uh, I think they're going to be really great with Brigme. Um, even though I think the fans are going to be fucking miserable because, oh my God, where's the degent music? Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Had yeah, to be there. That'll be in a lot of, yeah. a lot of lists. Past it. Um, yeah. So let's go to another one that's not on my list and I don't think it'll be on yours. As uh, Living Proof by Drain. Not on my list. Great record the, though. Great record. Yeah. I was... I'm sure you bought it. I think. Yeah, I only bought it recently though. I didn't get it originally. Um, I got the first record, which I really liked. But then um, when all those pre-orders came out, I just didn't step on it straight away. Um, but I bought like a few weeks ago, last week, I bought like a bunch of records um, on sale through Black Friday and stuff. So, and they're one of them. Yeah, nice. Just a really good hardcore record up there with those ones we spoke about earlier. With- Actually seeing them tomorrow. Yeah, when's this coming out? This will come out on Wednesday. So I yeah. saw them last night, and let's just say that they were great. <laughs> mm-hmm. They look like we went off in Melbourne uh, yeah. last night. Honestly, I'm more keen for anxious at that show, if I'm being frank. Um, but no, Drain are great. I think I, I'm loving this like resurgence of hardcore, They're just fun hardcore. I think it got to a point where hardcore is very serious. Yeah. yeah I love bands like this. It's just like, let's have fun. It's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great record just misses out because of pure volume of other stuff but yeah um, i picked this up straight away as soon as it yeah. came out love the descendants cover on it and yeah yeah uh let's talk about dying wish symptoms of survival oh yes okay now i love this record i wish i listened to it earlier in the year mm-hmm. um but fuck this is so good man did you enjoy it yeah i actually really enjoy it this is their best record, even though like I wasn't a massive fan of the earlier stuff, but now I'm coming around to it. I think it was just a time and place thing that we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Um, but this record, it goes so hard. It's really interesting because it's like at one moment, it's like I'm running through a wall. The next long, this moment, we've got this like epic sing-along chorus. Dude, it's, it's really... like my favorite emo music merged yeah. with my favorite screamo music. Yeah. It's like... Um... It's like a morph of uh, yep. Rollo Tomasi and yep. I don't know who else, like Alira or, or Thursday. Or Crazy. I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't. It's really bizarre. Uh, but this record takes you on a journey. It's not heavy the whole way through. No. There's great sing-along bits. Like you get, you, and it surprises you. I think that's where I haven't been surprised listening to a record where I've been like, hmm, like that was great. Um, yeah. I do the typical when there's a filthy breakdown, like you pull the face and you're like, fuck that rips. Face. <laughs> um, but when this song, when this record plays and you go through the ups and downs, it just, uh, it just made me be like, Oh shit. Like what song is this called? Like, I don't, I, that doesn't happen to me for a while before this record. And I really loved it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's talk about Narrowhead. Let's do it. Yeah. Love this record. I forgot that came out this year. Seem to be doing that a lot. Big hot takes and forgetting, forgetting was dates. It was too. Um, Not the February. Yeah, that was ages ago. Yeah, an early one. I contribute this record for my 
kick into that Deftones sound. What, what's that word called again? What word? I can't remember. This is, yeah, I, I, this is a... Fuck, what's the word called? Deftones? What, what's their style? I don't know. Rock? Like shoegaze? I don't know. Fuck, anyways, continue. Sorry, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. It's 10.45, people. <laughs> um, yeah, I could just... I put them under post hardcore because I think they're not yeah. quite anywhere, but it's just something I can just stick on. And like you were saying with like sleep token, you can like zone out and kind of really absorb it. Yeah. I love this record. Of... I completely forgot this came out this year. It wouldn't be in my top 10 luckily. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to do any last minute changes, but uh, this record was great. Yeah. I listened to it a lot. A bit shoegazy, a bit chill, but it's also got a bit of pace. Like, I think it's a really great album. Really well well rounded. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so this album rips actually. I spun it quite a few times. Me too. Um, let's go to another spicy one that I'm sure might come up on our list. Um, let's talk about Dreamwell. Mm-hmm. In My Saddest Dreams, I Am Beside You. Yep. Now, I only want to talk about this because I only listened to this record maybe once or twice. Not that I didn't love it and want to listen to it more, but I've been really in my pop punk slash Fred again slash sad shit. And I just don't, I just haven't grasped the whole screamo part of this record just yet. It's super sad, dude. I know, but it's a different kind of sad. I know. I know. I just, I just love this band. I love the guitars. I love the. The pace, it's a bit more frenetic. It's a bit more... It's, it's a step forward from their last record. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I think similar to last record, I need to give it time before I really immerse myself with it. There'll come a really random point where I'm going to message you one day, like, Dave, it finally happened. Because <laughs> I, know, I know it's a record that I'm going to love. Um, but I just, yeah, I didn't listen to it a heap, which I'm a bit disappointed in, but... I really did enjoy what I did listen. Yep. That's fine. It's, um, yeah, I really love this band. I was straight into it as soon as it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. What else you got for me? Um, I got lots. Do you want to talk about Fiddlehead? Let's do it. Great record. Another kind of in the realm of Narrowhead, like yeah. that, uh, shoegazy kind of post hardcore. Yeah, just really. I think Fiddlehead are even more like nearly closer to like one of those hardcore adjacent bands. Yeah, the people in the hardcore scene listen to Fiddlehead. Yeah, it's weird because um, of Pat the singer. Yeah, but it's um, really cool. I kind of what popped in my head for Koyo. I kind of attribute them to like the saves the day of the modern era without the allegations. Oh. <laughs> I was like, now he's coming out with some spicy takes. <laughs> we headlines tomorrow. Co-host of the press conference podcast, David Fleetwood, calls out Koyo. <laughs> no, I meant Sonic. I know, I know. Like, no, I know, I know, yeah. The people in the hardcore scene that don't yeah. make hardcore music. Yeah. Um, but I think Fiddlehead are in the same kind of thing. Um, they play really complex, cool music and... I still haven't picked this up, so I'm hoping that like Cooking Vinyl has like a sale or something, so I can grab it. Is it on Cooking Vinyl still? Yeah, dude, they'll definitely have something at um. 
they'll definitely have something at Boxing Day. They did last year, I think. That's when I picked up picked up something last year. Um, closer. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, there's a few to go through. I'm gonna try and just like I'm gonna power through a, like a group of records yep. that I think all are in the same realm that I don't think you listen to. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go through and quickly call out um, Olivia Rodrigo Guts. I'm going to call out um, Taku, Songs to Come Home to, Vallis Alps Cleave, and um, Macy Peters, The Good Witch. Uh, All, and actually Flume, Arrived Anxious, Left Bored. These all sit in a pop slash EDM house realm, and even like a little bit of hip hop with Taku. These are just records that I think they're more like legacy artists for me. Artists that I've listened to for a really long time, except for Macy Peters. She's a bit more new. Her first record was only a few years old. Um, but they're all records that I really, really loved. Um, that just fit in a realm that I don't think a lot of our listeners will really listen to. But I think if you're really after some really cool, chill house, hip hop, um, R&B stuff, go listen to Taku songs to come home to. Uh, if you want some really chill ambient house stuff, um, go listen to Cleave by Bellas Alps. And if you want good pop, go listen to Macy Peters and um, Olivia Rodrigo. I think they do a really good job at um, doing the singer-songwriting thing with also elements of pop. So, um, sorry, I'm putting you to sleep, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's almost 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of good pop stuff came out. Yeah. Um, is there any other that we need to talk about or you want to talk about in particular? Um, I want to talk about Petey. I thought you would. Well, have you listened? I've listened once. Yeah? Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was cool. Um, not what I'm after right now. Yeah. Uh, but I really did think it was like, it was cool and I enjoyed it. I can see myself really getting into it. Um, uh, but like I said, if you look at my, um, if you've looked at my last FM grids the last month. It's all the same shit. Fred again, yeah. pop punk, and um, bit of bloom, and like it's been the same shit. So I really did enjoy it, but yeah, I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I love this album. Um, just it's just different. It reminds me of like adult, like early, slowly, but not as fast. It's just like fun storytelling. There's nothing yeah. really like it that I can think of that's close. Yeah. Just kind of cool. I just really love it. Yep. Um, let's smash through a few quick ones. Um, yep. Well, not quick ones. I mean, we've, we've spoken about this record, especially on the pod, um, and especially with Matt the other week, but Peace and Why I Didn't Think I Deserved It or Really Needed It Anyway by Agnes okay. Manners. I listened to all my albums again that I thought were in a shortlist for album of the year. Um, and this is one that continues to surprise me every time I listen to it. I, from front to front to end, um, and especially now after we've spoken to Matt about how he wrote songs and especially specific songs, like I think when the album opens and Table of Plenty comes on and I keep thinking about how it just progressively gets bigger and bigger and bigger as the song goes on. And I think back to the Beyonce, you know, Love on Top that he spoke about and how that uh-huh. influenced him. And I think about how that was originally a Hellion song and I'm just like, what the fuck? It just does things to my brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the whole album is just perfect. Like we, we spoke about it at length with him, but I think that's just, it really surprised me how great of a record that was. Not that I didn't have high expectations because I think he's a great songwriter. Um, but even through all the music that we've been talking about at the end of the year, I was still like that really impressed me. 
Yeah. Um, and there's some great tracks. There's some great albums in my shortlist. Yeah, I it surprised me as well because I wasn't the biggest fan of Fantasia Famish. Yep. Um, it just was probably wasn't the right time for me to, to listen to it uh, when yep. I tried to. Um, but this really hit really well. I've kind of laid off it because I'm waiting for the vinyl to come, so I don't want to kind of overdo it. Just want to say, maybe we have to cut this out, but I just saw some photos and it looks really good. Yeah, well, don't say that because I don't... Anyway. You have to cut, you have to cut that out? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I'm keen as to, yeah, to get it in hand, so I kind of laid off it Yeah. To, until I get that so I can spin it without ruining it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of hits a different way now that we've spoken to Matt after all those stories. Yeah, sick. Got any others? Should we do a couple more? So Yeah, let's do a few more. I know you wanted to talk about this album or EP, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Was um regarding ambiguities. I thought abuse. it was an EP. I don't know why. It kind of seems short because it's like nine songs. It goes for half an hour. Yeah. This is, it's really cool. It's, I'm surprised you like it because it's very screamo. I like the screamo stuff, but I think it's when it gets a bit too screamsy. Um, yeah. Like I like some of that stuff. Like it's more straight up. It's almost hardcore. It's hardcore screamo. Like, yeah. like I think of bands like Orchard, Orchid. Yeah. I, I, I understand. And like Sasha, however you say that, I, I like it and I can listen to it, but sometimes it's a bit too intense, yeah. which is funny because I do like intense music. But when I think of, when I think of Screamo, I think of bands like, well, I mean, these guys do a really good job. Um, who's a good Screamo band that I really like? Um, like Blind Girls, early Blind Girls. Mm-hmm. I, I really dig that. But I think yeah. sometimes it gets a bit too intense. Yep. Um, but this record, I think balances it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. It's really good. Another UK band, I think. Fuck UK, man. They make some good music. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, are we missing any big albums that we should talk about? We should probably talk about the Acacia Strain, the two record release that they put out. Yep. Yeah, let's do that um, now. This is sick. Like, and I loved how they balanced these two records where they have the three tracks that goes for like 40 minutes and they have like a proper, just a regular album. Yeah, and the three track goes over two LPs and the album is on like a single side. <laughs> so cool. So good. With like the etching and stuff. Um, this is like kind of my introduction to the Acacia Strain. Like yeah. I hadn't really listened to them before this. And this is kind of the most metalcore I would have listened to all year. Really? And going back through their first album and then the couple before this and, and really yeah. enjoying. It's almost straight up metal. It's probably not metalcore. Almost out metal, where like "Step Into the Light" is like the traditional stuff, and then "Failure Will Follow" is is more of that. It's almost grindcore, or yeah, something like that. I hadn't actually listened to the Acacia Strain since Wormwood back in high school. Mm-hmm. Like that was just the pinnacle of high school for me. Like when it comes to heavy, heavy music, this was like the cool record. <laughs> okay. But I didn't listen to them for a long time, and then these records came out really enjoyed those two went back and listened to it comes in waves. Cause I know like Chuck recommended that. Yeah. Um, awesome. really enjoyed that. And now I've been dabbling in the other stuff. Like I know grave blooms really regarded across, um, a lot of people that like this band, um, yep. as well as slow decay. Um, so I'm just working my way through it, but yep. 
great. I really records. love Thirty Seven Fifty, which is like their first album, which is sick. Yeah, doesn't doesn't surprise me at all, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that that's right up your alley. Yeah, um, that's really it. Apart from, I'm... yeah, I'm going through my list. Oh, I think there's one more I want to talk about. Probably the most true metalcore release I've listened to this year. Uh, and okay. one that I think I, I probably flew the flag earlier on in the year after seeing them live, like, holy shit. Um, but the Pain You Desire, The Love You Deserve by Tapestry. Uh, that oh, would probably be the most traditional metalcore album for me and probably the best traditional metalcore record of the year. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I think it's better than fucking a lot of new, uh, new metal, a lot of metalcore that's come out over the last few years. Um, the cleans they do, his voice is phenomenal. He can, the ability to do those cleans and then hit those screams, like, oh. um, and what's their, what's one of the songs off the record that I can't, it does things to my, my head. Um, and I absolutely love it. Uh, it is called, I don't belong here. There's like a breakdown in the middle that is like the, oh, makes me like get goosebumps. Um, thinking about it. This had to just be called out. Sorry. Um, for one of the best records of the year. Awesome. I'll do one more because I want to talk about this band a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's To Be Gentle, What Keeps Me Here. Oh, yeah. So I messaged you earlier about this band because yeah. uh, I found them this year and they formed in like 2018 and they've released in that time 41 albums and EPs. Crazy. So like 28 albums and like... 23 albums and 18 EPs. Yeah. Along with like heaps of singles. Uh, they're mainly like a, a band camp band. They don't have, they have stuff on Spotify. Yeah. Um, but some of their stuff is like band camp exclusive. So they got some singles that go for like 33 minutes. So it's just like one, one whole song. It's on that screamo side of things, but it's really ambient. So you could kind of make it, yeah. it's like post rock Yeah. Um, in that realm. And I just really enjoyed this album. I actually just subscribed to their Bandcamp so I could get all of their, their yeah, stuff. Cool. Yeah, and, nice. And um, there's lots of bonuses and stuff like that in there. So um, really fun, really cool project that uh, I found this year. I um, actually listened to, I think you sent me a few tracks I listened to. Um, yeah, I thought it was really cool. And I like. I didn't know they released that many. Mm. That's hectic. Like That's actually bonkers um and i kind of love that they're using Bandcamp as an outlet for that stuff because it's so yeah. easy to saturate if you want to saturate apple music or spotify that's just going to fuck against the whole way that those apps you those apps work yeah. whereas if you got Bandcamp, you're building a following and they're there for you i like that i gotta check that out yeah so i spent like it's like five dollars usd a month and you get their whole catalog on the app and you can download it so Dude, their app is good yeah like the Bandcamp app. Like I yeah. used it for too slow and I'm like, that's really good. Yeah. It's good when you've got stuff in there and you can even listen to stuff before you buy it. If you yeah. get it for free, it doesn't go in there. So like yeah. if you name your price, but yeah. it's like $5 a month, I get all that, all their back catalogs and bonus stuff, live streams yeah. and 25% off their merch. So if they drop vinyl on there, it's like 25% off. Yeah. Just a cool little tidbit bands trying to do something different. I want to talk about one record that came out this year that I think sometimes we take a little bit for granted. I know I definitely take for granted this band. 
because mm-hmm. uh, they've been such a staple in my my life. <laughs> um, but the Amity Affliction, not without my ghosts. Now I really love this record. Again, we talk about metalcore. There actually was a lot of metalcore that I did listen to this year. Um, but this was one record in particular that I think they're back. Like I, I, I didn't mind um, their last record, and that three track they released last year was probably their best music in like ten years. Yeah. Um, but this record, I think, came back to a really good way. I think there are some songs on this record that I absolutely love, like the singles in particular. Uh, but I think it's just worth calling out that, like, there's a reason why they're one of the biggest bands coming out of Australia in the scene. And this record just proved it, in my opinion. Not proved yeah. it, solidified it. Solidified it. I agree. They're not doing anything wrong. I listened to it a couple of times. It just didn't grab me. But yeah. it's definitely worth mentioning. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, we missing last anything one I want to talk about yeah. that's not on my list that is um, Svalbard's album, The Weight of the Mask. Did that come out this year? I thought it was just the single that came out. No, the whole album's out, dude. Oh, man. Good record? Yeah, great record. Very similar to, very very similar feeling to the last one, but very similar feeling to, like, the Dying Wish one. Oh, really? Yeah, where there's, like, she sings really good harmonies and, like, it's it's heavy in parts and and does a really good job. Oh, I'm going to check that out because I thought their last record wasn't as har- harmonious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think she true. sang it. There wasn't as many cleans. Yeah. That's really cool. They're touring that at the moment. So it's been out for a little while. Yeah. I'll check that out. That's a good one. Honestly, I think there's a heap of uh, records that we've missed talking at length, um, but I'm mindful Absolutely. that we've been on the mic for 240. This is going to be a bit of a decent episode, um, yeah. even after we cut some stuff out. Um, but I think let's go through our top five, uh, our bottom five, mm-hmm. and then our top five. And let's talk about a few records in there, because I'm sure there's a few in there that we haven't spoken about that we probably want to give some time to. Yep. All right. So do you want me to go first? Yeah, let's go 10 to 6. Okay. Top 10 or top five or bottom five. To Be Gentle, What Keeps Me Here is at number 10. Yep. Petey, USA is at number nine. Nice. Logics, Inglorious Bastard. Yep. Is that number eight? Spiritual Quamp. Quamp. Spiritual Quamp. Quamp. <laughs> at number seven. Yep. And then Magnitude of Days Renewed is at number six. Lovely. So Spiritual Cramp would have been higher if it came out earlier. Yeah. That album is phenomenal if you're a yep. punk fan or a hardcore punk fan. Yeah. It sounds like The Clash at times. Like yeah, that's it's, cool. It's, it's bloody epic. Um, I'm just... It's an album that I didn't think I'd like because I wasn't really sure about the, the seven inches that came out, but I, yeah. just one of those things that clicked with me yeah. um, right at the perfect time. Awesome. Uh, my bottom five or second five uh, is Olivia Rodrigo Guts, number 10. Number nine is The Pain You Desire, The Love You Deserve by Tapestry. Number eight is Raw Dog and Reality by Fever Shack. Number seven is, I didn't talk about this, but a beautiful blur by Laney. And they're a pop, 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 like duo. Uh, amazing pop music. Like, please go check it out if you like pop. And then number six for me was Cerebral Circus by Initiate. Ooh. Yeah, spicy yeah. one. You rubbing off on me, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with my top five. So number yeah. five, I've got Fever Shack's Raw Dog and Reality. All right. Narrowhead. 
uh, Moments of Clarity at four. Nice. Number three is Dream World. In My Saddest Dreams, I Am Beside You. Mm-hmm. Number two is Initiate Cerebral Circus. So, like, yeah. just a, that is just me in an album, like, fast. Yeah. Like, yeah, just the perfect hardcore record, I think. Probably yeah. the best of the year. And number one is Trophy Eyes, Suicide and Sunshine. Ooh. <laughs> nice. That's a, good, that's a good top five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my top five, and, and hate me or not, but uh, Metro Boomin number five uh, presents Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Sorry, I had to do it. It's Nerd. <laughs> number four, Agnes Manners with Peace and Why I Didn't Think I Deserved It or Really Needed It Anyway. Very good. Number three, Late Comer. And you know I'm impressed with this record. Symptoms of Survival by Dying Wish. Mm-hmm. I just, it just jumped nice. for me. Like that record just was like, wow, it's blown my mind. Uh, number two, no surprises here. Secret Life by Fred again and Brian Eno. Mm-hmm. I think that was like one of the soundtracks of my year, to be honest. I listened to that record quite a bit. And number one, surprising no one, Suicide and Sunshine by Trophy Eyes. Wow. What can we say that hasn't been said already? What can, like this record is it. I'm so impressed with this record. Uh, a band that continues to impress me and... Uh, how do they do it, man? They can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> They're already writing again. Fucked, man. Like, he's he's nuts. Um, for a band that wasn't even going to make another record, they've said, hold my beer. Literally. Okay. I'm going to make you the best record ever. Absolutely incredible. I This is probably the, bit, the surprise of the year for me because I was like, oh, is it going to be that good? Yeah. Like, I don't know. And then... Absolutely blew me away. Blows me yeah. away every time I listen to it. Like it's got I've got four hundred and thirty scrubbles of it. Whoa. You know what, Dave? We might be really close with um how many scrubbles? Four hundred and twenty nine. Oh my Apple replay really gonna make me fucking log in again, eh? A bunch of bastards. I'm pretty sure mine was so close to that too. So uh, if we do that. 429. Oh, 435 on Apple. That's crazy. We're like six streams off each other. So we've listened to it 24 times since it came out. That's a lot of times. 24 times, is that it? Feels like more than that. Maybe not. It's 14 tracks. 23rd of June. Six months we listened to it 24 times. Yeah. Incredible. Um... I just, I think I, I try my hardest to be as impartial as possible when I listen to new records. I know it probably doesn't sound like that because I've got fucking hot and cold takes on a lot of these stuff that's come out, but I really do try my hardest to listen objectively. With um, a band that I really love, especially I try to do that because I, I get sometimes in that trap of just simping everything. And I mean, there are, band, there are, there are records we didn't talk about, like Movement's one of my favorite bands like new bands i thought ruckus was pretty average and yes tightrope i think is one of the best songs of the year and they have some singles there that i think are brilliant um and some of the new music i love like barbed wire body fantastic but i I can acknowledge i don't love that record same with holding absence same with hot mulligan bands i love but you know when trophy eyes came out with this record and trophy eyes have been one of my top bands for a long time i after after the singles i had no idea what to expect 
Um, yeah, me too. But then this record was different again. Like they took, they pivoted. Um, and it was like a blend of all their records. His, his vocal performance is maybe the best out of all of them. Yes. Yeah. And the songs are more complex, both instrumentally and lyrically. Uh, they're more emotional, if anything. And they're probably more relatable too, because like not everyone grew up where he grew up, not everyone like went through the issues he went through. But these songs are about like a broader picture. Um, yeah, they're not specific, and I, which makes yeah. them more relatable. And I think it's just hit all the right spots. Um, the tour was incredible. Like just everything about this is great. Um, album of the year, hands down, in my opinion. Yeah, hands down. Absolute Perla. Can't wait to see what they do next. Like you'd be, ha- you'd happily call it from there. Like, well, I think John Joe Flo, he's um doing his another solo project, so okay. we should be getting that soon. And then yeah, who knows? But the way they ended this record, if it is the end, those last two tracks, if there is like a, a swan song or a final message they want to give their fans, they've done that so well. Yeah. Um, like I said, I listened to all their tracks, all a lot of these albums again in full over the last week or two. Um, and stay here into epilogue. Like both songs have a message that's so impactful to anyone that wants to listen. Yeah. If you read the lyrics, you'd be like, this is so depressing. But if you listen to the songs, that's like, it brings you down and then yeah. brings you straight back up. And that part. Yeah. That, that just, it's like 15 seconds. That part and stay here where it's going and then it kind of chills. And then he's, he's like, if you think about it, like, are you going to, you're going to yeah. pass your hurt onto someone else? Stay here. And I'm like, Oh fuck, John, like that hit me on the first listen. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then epilogue comes on and it's talking about how like you want to leave an impact on you, like all that kind of shit. And I'm just like, this, this is just wisdom. It's amazing. Yeah. And like the honesty as well. Like Sean, like I talk about a song that like fucking, I, nearly, I remember driving. It was the weekend I went to Melbourne for the Alira gig that I saw Saving Face. It came out that Friday. And I remember driving around the city with uh, Matt Farrow and, um, and Aram. And I was like, don't cry. <laughs> I was trying hard not to cry in front of them. Uh, it really cut me deep, man. Um, just, it's brilliant. And I will say, uh, Life in Slow Motion is the best trophy song I've ever listened to. And I'm a yes. diehard Daydreamer fan. I'll fight for that song till I die. But um, Life in Slow Motion is like perfect. I agree. It's so good. Whew. That's it. That's 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 uh. It's got me want to listen to it now. I'm gonna go listen to it right now. Stay here I in epilogue. Too. Yeah. Um, um. Fuck. Should we actually play one of those songs at the end of the episode? Should we should play that clip before we finish up. We should just play that whole song at the end. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's just put them in there. If you haven't listened to them, please listen. Uh, because it's they're amazing. Um, are there any other records you want to just shout out? Because there is a few here that I just want to call out the name so people know to listen to it. I love these records as well. We just didn't get the time to talk about it all. I think I could have done a top 10 Screamo record list. So I'll just read some of them out. So- can I just say Can I just say as well, you know what we should yeah. do next year? We should go back to doing the mid-year review because I think that fucked us a bit yeah. because we could have spoken about these at length and then like last time we spoke about the other half. Whereas yeah. this year we've kind of fucked it. Yeah, which is fine. Um, so I'll just read these out. So Astraka Disaster, uh, really great Screamo release. Um, yeah. We've got uh, Pale Fade, Insurmountable Grief and the Loss of Everything Dear. 
Um, Loma Prieta had a new album out called Last. Jerome's Dream had a comeback of like 18 years or something like that with the Grand Between that was really sick. Yeah. Um, let's keep going. Uh, new Forms as Dust Collects is another one that came out. That's a new early band. And Suisse La Lune bought out everything else to round out my Screamo recommendations. Fuck, man, you were so underground. <laughs> it's okay. You're so pop, so you kind of balance it out. So fresh. Light, light and dark, <laughs> yeah. Feel uh, fresh, 2023 summer edition. Are you going to say yin and yang because I'm Asian? Yeah. Racist? No. <laughs> no, so, look, I'm just going to go through some records I really love this year that we didn't talk about. Uh, this is Why by Paramore. Um. I, I really enjoyed this record a lot. I didn't poll in my top records and I just didn't think we had the time, but um, that was a great record. Um, Jesus Peace, So Unknown, that was a great like metallic hardcore record that came out this year. Uh, really underrated in my opinion. Um, what do we have? What else do I want to talk about? Um, oh, fuck, we didn't Can do May's top five. We didn't do May's top five. Oh, we'll do May's top five. I just want to shout out uh, Knuckle Pucks album, yeah. Losing What We Love. That was really fun. Yeah, I really. I think um, Groundhog Day is also one of the best songs of the year. Yep. I also like that uh, Jimmy Eat World song they did. Yep. Um, I want to call out Hot Milk, A Court of the Void. That was incredible. Um, and obviously we briefly spoke about that. Last Dinosaurs with Ryu. Um, a late comer for me. Uh, Feeble Little Horse, Girl with Fish. I really love that record. Uh, Wolf and Bear, oh, Blood the Letter. That's the horse or the fish on the cover, isn't yeah, it? It's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it should be called, it should be called uh, Feeble Little Dog, Girl with Dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, Teenage Jones, The Rot That Grows Inside My Chest, another record that I've really fell in love with this year. Um, Spanish Love Songs deserves a shout-out, although it wasn't one of my top records. I really enjoyed that. Um Post Malone with Austin. I really enjoyed that as well. I think it's one of his saddest works. Um, and I do enjoy his sad shit. Uh, Bad Juju, Blue Heaven. Fuck, we could go on for hours on this thing. Yeah. Uh, Incendiary, Foo Fighters, uh, The Currents, uh, The National released two albums. Like, it's been a good year for music. I'm really sorry if we didn't get to all of the things that you'd want us to talk about. Yeah. We tried. So. There's a lot. I've skipped over heaps that I've listened to as well, but that's okay. We'll um, find a way to get some of our lists out to you. Um, so mm. what we're going to do now is just go through Maze 5. I've got it here in front of me. Would you like to do it or do you want me to do it? You do it. Okay. So at five, we've got Losing What We Love by Knuckle Puck. Huge. Four is The Noble Art of Self-Destruction by Holding Absence. Nice. Number three is Suicide and Sunshine by Trophy Eyes. Yep. Number two is the main self-titled. titled, And number one, So Much for Stardust by Fall Out Boy. Surprising absolutely no one. <laughs> um, we had to have it here. I'm really so I'm really spewing that May wasn't here. I know I said it a few times off air, but she really would have balanced us out. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for everyone who's listening that's like, these fuckers are way too pop or way too emo. Um. Yeah, they would have balanced us out for sure. <laughs> That's okay. We'll get her on next next episode. We've only got two more this year after this. It's coming up quick. That's crazy, man. Very crazy. 
Um, yeah, just a really good year for music. I know next episode we'll talk about like what we're excited for for next year, but uh, we say it every year, but how can it get better? And it just it just gets better every year. I don't think it can get better. Oh, Dave. Is it still you? <laughs> well, let's, let's wrap it up there. Thank you if you've come this far. It's uh, It's been a long one. Um, let's play the tracks and we'll see you next week. Yep. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Good outro, Dave. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Watching the shadows chase the lights on the road. So close to the curb, you feel the cars on your clothes. Just one step would tear your skin from your bone. You're still here. No one cares. Go so deep that you forget where you are. Nothing good ever makes it down this far. Scare yourself with what you lose to the dark. Are you there? Sit and stare. Wasted, watching my replacement. I could never make you smile like that, 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 that. Made it so close I could taste it.